to another edition of The Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about hosts getting COVID. Uh, I'm your host this week uh, because of said COVID, Chase Kennecke, and uh, with me, uh, as always, is Johnny Amazich. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Chase. And replacing Bobby this week, uh, honestly upgrade in my in my opinion oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> is uh well he's i know he's the gamers on the go east coast correspondent i guess he's also technically the casual east coast correspondent uh because we don't know anybody else on the east coast is matt jaguar hi matt <laughs> hey i can't Jiggy, i can't fill Jiggy in for song. bobby's beard that, that that'll true. take me like well, a good five years for my but, rate <laughs> But you have you have so much more hair chief. on top of the head. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, think just, I think you're that's fine. so different. You're a chief it's... old ass games correspondent as well. Yes. That you know what? Well, that's you. fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I I enjoy the old ass games, but uh, Jiggy San over there luxuriates in the old games. I revel and in it. I honestly I couldn't I couldn't think of anybody better uh, and any topic better because I man <laughs> I. I want to love old games more than I do. Although I have a couple of technically old games to talk about this week. Um, oh, but because we have a guest, I think uh, it's always nice to start with a guest. Uh, Jiggy, why don't you tell us about the things that you've been playing before we get into our deep dive topic tonight? Sure. Uh, so yeah, again, I've been playing. I play mostly old games uh, because that's what I have a lot of. Although this first old game isn't technically a old game in the sense of what I played it on. Uh, okay. I played uh, original Doom on my Switch uh, for like about a, like a week. I mean, that or, game runs know, on just, yeah. everything. It does run on everything. <laughs> uh, it runs on Super Nintendo. Thankfully, it runs better on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, but yeah, I, I spent a week uh, house-sitting for a friend, watching their dog, and... Uh, said dog just got fixed so they couldn't run around and do a lot so i spent most of my time inside just chilling watching lord of the rings on repeat because oh, yes. power got me okay and okay. uh uh I, I brought my switch with me and i was like i, I feel like playing doom and uh i i've played uh like the first uh area and i decided like okay let's go to the next uh episode so i decided to start containment area on hurt me plenty can i ask you and, a question uh, real quick yeah, yeah. So I, I believe when when Doom first came out, when first got ported to the Switch, um, it had like the Bethesda, like you had mm-hmm. to log into a Bethesda account or something before you yeah. could play it. Yes. I I I'm bought glad you Doom. Brought this up. Did did they rip that out or is that still in there? It they took it out the ability to need to log in to play the single player. Okay. But the hassle is every time you stop the game or put it in a sleep mode and relaunch the game, it does a quick try to sign in. Where's the Wi-Fi? Uh, oh, you can't okay. really sign in. Do you want to go back and check your Wi-Fi settings? And you have to do a couple of extra clicks uh, before it gets back into the game and you can play again. So it's that, not like that happens to me. Startup. That happens to me a lot when I try to play Super Robot Wars 30, which, to mm-hmm. be fair, I shouldn't even be playing because it's not available in my region on the Switch. Yeah. Um, but it does that same area. thing where it's like, oh, we're looking for your Wi-Fi. Oh, it's, it can't connect to the thing or whatever. And I go, I know. Just shut the fuck up and let me play the game. Uh, I think um, we should blame this all on Todd Howard, including yes. well, Super Robot sure. Wars. And, and Pete Hines. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Pete Hines and Todd Howard connected to the hip, if you ask me. 
so Jiggy, yeah. you you're playing Doom on on a Switch. Is this? I'm guessing mm-hmm. this isn't the first time and the first place you've played Doom, correct? No, uh, the first time I remember playing Doom was like a shareware kind of version at a friend's house, which is kind of just the first episode. Uh, like shareware was like the free disc everybody got yeah. and you could pass around and. Uh, if you wanted to buy the full game, you had to order it. Uh, the weird thing is, I remember there were, wasn't any music while playing Doom in that version. Uh, maybe because they okay. didn't have the right sound card capabilities, but they had they had the sound effects, or maybe they just turned the music off. I just I didn't really mm. know because PC gaming wasn't really my thing, and this was like probably like way after 1993, before like after Doom came out. This was like 96, 97, right before like like uh, half-life uh quake was already out and and the same family of friends uh i played quake with one of the older siblings uh while he like moved around on using the keyboard i would aim and shoot while uh, he would play huh. but he was like way better than i was at at quake for example and things like that but uh yeah that was like my first experience playing doom and it was not something i ever really got back into until much 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 later in life sure uh and yeah just again being able to pick it up on the switch for like what it was it was on sale for like three bucks along with like doom 2 and doom 64 and doom 3 yeah and uh oh. yeah so i decided to like play it this week and just try through on hurt me plenty like one of the episodes and i was like i haven't tried episode two uh so let's like do a start and start with uh that area and i, I gotta say i enjoyed like playing it a lot uh, but I did want to focus on one uh, map, and that's E2M2 containment area, which is that the is, a, is that the famous one, or is E1M1 the the famous one? I mean, E1M1 is the, the just the first one in the first episode, oh, okay. like the gotcha, it starts gotcha. with that music, like da 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 da. It's you know, it's one one Mario version of Doom first person level design. Yeah, it's like the yes, it's the it's the one one of first person shooters. Exactly. This one is more like a uh, a box, uh, a bunch of cardboard boxes stacked up a bunch on top of each other, uh, or 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 like wooden boxes if you want to want to take it like a, a step further. This uh, is kind wild of like in Raider, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you're going through this maze, and uh, the only well, not the only enemy, but there are no zombies. It's mostly imps, uh, and if you start the level off with no weapon. Uh, or just, you know, your pistol, uh, you have an option to get a shotgun right away. And using the shotgun against these imps in close quarters, you can get them down with, like, one shot instead of, like, trying to get, like, two shots or, you know, grouping them together. And there's just, like, a little lot of fascinating, like, secrets and ways to get through this level. And I kind of just kept playing it over and over again after I passed it because I was just like, this is this is kind of, like, just a cool, not, not so much rudimentary kind of... Uh, first-person shooter design even though it is a boomer shooter uh as everybody calls it nowadays and yeah i just i just had like just a lot of fun just retrying the level and uh just vibing with it It, it's kind of cool uh but yeah i played through pretty much all of the episode and got up to the last one tower of babel with the cyber demon and could not beat it because i suck at doom no, Doom's, but, a, yeah. Doom's a tough game, too. Like it's, I, I mean, it, on Hurt Me Plenty is like, it's kind of playing on Heroic on, on Halo, right, for example. Right. Like, uh, the the way the notice, game was like, meant to be played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you will notice like enemies attacking other enemies, which is really cool. Uh, like picking up a uh, chainsaw and running through, uh, getting that later and running through with imps. 
like having one room that is bunch of the or not uh or pinkies uh one of the pinky demons there's a room like in another map that is just full of them and if you run through you can get invulnerability and also a uh what is it the the berserker blood rage kind of thing turns the screen mm. red and everything's yeah, like a yeah. one hit kill uh but yeah like man dune still fucking slaps it's fucking great he never Johnny... played doom really yeah i was gonna I... I was gonna ask what your what your uh, history with doom is i didn't yeah never johnny i i played like a little bit like on my cousin's computer uh but i know ne- i didn't have a computer in my house until I was in eighth grade, which was 2001, 2002. Uh, we didn't have the internet until I was like a freshman in high school. Um, and I just, yeah, I played a lot of Wolfenstein 3D and not a lot of Doom. And they definitely had Doom. It just wasn't the game that I played with my cousin. Um, and it, it feels like this missing piece. Because also, I've never played Half-Life 1, like ever. I played it ever, not even the Black Mesa remake. I, done. I own it and I started it and then wasn't in the mood to play that mm-hmm. game at that moment. Um, and but you played Half-Life 2. I played a little bit of Half-Life 2 on the one. OK, Ooh. OK, that, that, oh, that at least you should, counts. Play, you should play some Half-Life 2. That's uh, I mean, you should play half original Half-Life 1. I should play well. original. Half-Life I keep one. saying I'm going to play the like 10 minutes of it. Yeah, the, the Black yeah. Mesa thing. Uh, but what I got. I got the orange box for Portal. That was all I cared about. Um, sure. mm-hmm. uh, and that busted ass version of Team Fortress Two. I played some of that. Um, it it's fine. It works fine. It it, it gets you fine. what you need to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Doom was just a completely just absent from Johnny. I would recommend watching the action button review of Doom, and and then maybe play a little have. bit of Doom. And yeah, I, I love. Like, I'm sure you. I'm sure you have. We. This is a pro Tim Rogers podcast. Oh, yeah. In fact, I know we, Johnny. And we I stand are both, Tim Rogers. We absolutely do. Uh, I know we're somewhere in. Like I think I'm like two hours into the uh, the Boku no Natsu Yasumi uh, uh, review that he that just today. put out. It's excellent. Oh, you yeah, just I'm finished still, it. Oh man, like thirty I'm minutes in. Um, I love Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. Those games are marvelous. Um, and uh but those are extremely different games from yeah. original doom because yes. original doom there's just a there's just a weird kind of flow that like just the fact that you don't have to look up and down mm-hmm. and everything kind of targets automatically yeah like like people talk like oh doom 2016 there's a nice like nice flow to combat and like yeah it is it is very nice but it's also very modern shooter right. uh, yeah. kind of focused of like look around run don't stop like ever stop moving and doom is also a bit of the don't ever stop moving but there's also moments where you're like well you got to look around and like maybe stop for a second see like is this Mm -hmm. a fake wall is this a a real wall yeah uh is Mm. this a secret i think uh but also like admiring like the weird kind of low pot like low texture uh artworks and hellish kind of shit that you see sometimes like screaming faces that scroll around the room for Apparently no reason at all just to be there to freak you out. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah. so Johnny, uh, I can, uh, like, I've both played more Doom than you and technically less Doom than you. The, here's here's my, I, I don't think it's a secret shame. I believe I've talked about it on this podcast before on a previous deep dive. But uh, the only Doom I've ever played is the 32X version of Doom. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> is, I believe, objectively the worst version of Doom out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it has cut some cut levels. Uh, I'd it's say got probably the Game Boy Advance is the worst. 
Yeah, I hear the Game Boy Advance one is also pretty bad. It's real yeah, bad. The 32 and the Super I, Nintendo one is pretty I, uh, bad, too. I played some of the GBA one on my analog pocket. <laughs> I was like, this, this is rough. I don't know. The, I mean, to, to the Super Nintendo's version's credit, and I've, I've been watching a digital family video they just put out recently with one of the developers of it. They did try to do a lot to get Doom to run on a Super I, Nintendo. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a miracle. I'm sure they that tried the same on, on a 32X as well, too. Yeah, it, it's just not a very good version of Doom, and, mm. and that's the only one I've really played. Uh, I do have that Switch version, but I, I'm very anti Bethesda these days and mm -hmm. didn't want to play it so hearing hearing that they actually ripped out the bethesda account thing um might make me actually i mean it's start still there the it's still there to like it's still there to like play it's just online and everything you just well no it's not not an optional it's just you it's not required to play the game single player sure and yeah i'm i'm a, i ain't playing doom multiplayer that's for damn sure mm, uh, but i but i would like to play but i believe the you still player. need like a i think you still need a bethesda account to at least first start the game to oh, like play it mm. and then once that's done it's like uh you know you don't need it to so, play the single player i don't so, i don't need pete hines knowing my business you know chase <laughs> uh we'll see we'll see I would assume it runs on the Steam Deck, and it is on. That's you know what? That's a good point. I, I'm sure and, it would work there. It's five dollars soon, which uh, there are yes. plenty of great options to play original Doom on modern PCs uh, as well. I, I still have the most important part of the PC, the graphics card, uh, somewhere, somewhere over there. Just um, plug that in to your mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. You yeah, it, no problem. Like that's basically that's just how, the PC, that's right? PCs that's work. that's how computers work. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But yes, once once I get Johnny and Bobby to uh, to finish helping me put this PC together, then uh, then yeah, I can enjoy Doom the way it was meant to be played on a on a thirty eighty. Um, uh, yeah, like Doom, fucking classic. It's a it's it's fucking Doom. What what more is there to say? Um, Jiggy, what else have you been playing these days? Well, one other. Uh old game that uh i've been playing just because you know sometimes i stream games and i've can, been kind of on a, a star fox kick recently it's a, it's a uh, great I kick played... to be on exactly never played star uh, fox either any of Shut them any johnny of them. single one god damn it johnny why do we even invite johnny you i was to trying to be thing. nice to you tonight but <laughs> i'm sorry it's just but anyway he, he brings uh, it on himself <laughs> Anyway, I I I played Star Fox 64 like numerous times. Uh, Fantastic but I also game. One of wanted the best. to like finally play through Assault, and I did that on stream. It took a couple of times, but not a, Assault's not a, good. I like a bad it. game. Yeah, I, I like it's Assault. Not a bad game. I was a little, I was a little disappointed. All the special like extra stuff is all multiplayer focused, and it's like I'm not gonna really yeah. play a whole lot of multiplayer these days with Star Fox uh, right, with a lot right. of people. Why not? Uh, and then Come on. that moved fruit to uh, playing Star Fox Zero on the Wii U, and I was like, I, I should really Whoa. try to try to okay. beat this one too. I got to Andros, and the Andros fight really kind of pissed me off. It's it's kind of a tough fight, uh, and it, it's a weird game, which I kind of dig. I I like what it's trying to do. Uh, does it succeed well? Sometimes is that Sometimes the one that who can say? <laughs> is that the one that's the that's like the tower defense one, or is that a different Star Fox that's, game? Uh, that's Star Fox Guard that came oh, okay. with uh, Star it. Fox here. Okay. I still have not okay. played that one. Uh, maybe someday, uh, but yeah, I played through Assault on an afternoon and and got pretty much to the end uh, without beating it, unfortunately. But I'll get to that another day. But I kind of dig its style. Like the presentation is like a fucking plus. Uh, much like Assault's like orchestrated soundtrack is like one of its best feature. The presentation with like 
uh, voice chatter, like coming in through either the Wii U tablet speaker in this kind of 3D soundscape or from the TV is, is a nice effect. And uh, like, again, the graphics and the frame rate are pretty much perfect. Uh, the only thing is like, yeah, the controls, they take a lot getting used to. It is a game where if you play single player, you are steering the ship with the analog sticks and then aiming using moving around the gamepad like in real time. Think of it like as playing the, uh, the last Starfighter, but you're both the gunner and the pilot. Uh, but you can play these uh, games in co-op and have one person like steer the ship and have one person just do all the shooting. So uh, I need to try that out with a friend sometime. But yeah, I, I'm, I liked uh, like playing the Star Fox Zero, but that got me to thinking like, well, I have one other Star Fox game that not really is not a Star Fox game, at oh, least no. to me personally. Oh no. So, and it also coincided with uh, the 20th anniversary of said game. So I decided to pop in Star Fox uh, Adventures. Oh, and, you mean Dinosaur uh, Planet? Yes, Dinosaur Planet, <laughs> <laughs> formerly known as Dinosaur Planet. Uh, so yeah, it's Crystal's 20th birthday. So why not? Why the fuck not play uh, Star uh, Star Fox Adventures? The last rare nintendo game uh that was wow, used to be that like is, chase alluded that, to that, that is the that is the saddest thing i've ever heard the, <laughs> wow kind of. rare really really went out on a on a low note on the uh with the nintendo here's thing, the thing they? i don't i don't think it's a bad game in fact i think it it it's, does a uh, lot of neat things it got it's, a nine from ign has an 82 on metacritic mm-hmm. that's that's not bad at all. My that's, sister that loves also, this game. That is also a product of the time. Sure. Too, well, so here's here's uh, my problem with it. It's not a fucking Star Fox game. Yeah. Like in any no. in any sense of the word, like it one. It was a previous game before. It's like the, it got the Kirby's Epic Yarn treatment of yes. Yeah, so oh, what if we just slap a Nintendo property as a right, very right. different thing? Uh, it's and, like and then the other thing, like and Resident Evil Zero, they were ported to the. Uh, from the N64 to the uh, GameCube at the time. Right, but also like, it's just not, uh, and, and uh, Animal Crossing as well. Um, mm-hmm. But like that, it's also just not a Star Fox game. It's it's an RPG. Like there's, just, there's, It's a Legend of Zelda game. Just me and Motor sticking his nose in there being like, you should guys. Like there are, should, there are a couple of sequences. It's true, it's true. There are some sequences where you do like a rail shooter like a Star Fox in, in some way. Like mm-hmm. isn't like crystal like on a dinosaur or pterodactyl thing or something shooting. Yes, it start it starts with like a very rudimentary like shoot the ship uh while Crystal's yeah. riding a like a pterodactyl. There's also after you play a like kind of extended intro segment segment with Crystal before she gets like taken out of the story for the rest of the fucking game uh like uh then you go to star fox and... oh it's a gundam game is what you're saying yeah uh <laughs> you go to star you go to uh, team star fox and fox and cloud gets the mission from general pepper about dinosaur planet is like breaking apart uh oddly enough they didn't use fortuna from the original star fox which had dinosaurs on it but whatever uh but uh yeah there there is a very quick segment where you're piloting an r-wing and it plays pretty well like i i kind of liked it a little bit more like assault i liked the flying around but the hit detection just felt kind of weak and off uh in this one though you just have to fly through one gold ring to advance and they give you a bunch of opportunities to hit these gold rings it's sort of a score attack thing and they're so fleeting it only lasts like two minutes so and and there's like maybe like a couple extra of those littered about the entire game but most of it like you've said chase it's a legend of zelda 
like ass collectathon. Uh, but what what I think is like nice about it is it is a very good looking game. Like the graphics, they pretty hold up. Like animation wise, the frame rate stays at like sixty with a few clipping here or there because you know that's just the way those games are sometimes. Yeah, and like it, it's interesting. Like they do a Legend of Zelda style combat that. Uh, for the combos uses the control stick like whichever direction you push it in while you're making the combo to change it up uh, but the only problem is there's no z z targeting lock on it automatically locks on to the nearest enemy well and only breaks off when you move away from it so there's no mm. like button to control that the c stick also does not use camera it's like an l uh put or a push in the right uh I forget, it's either the, the L or the R button, and it snaps behind you, and then you can strafe if you hold it down all the way. Man, uh, kind they... Kind of like okay. Je- Jet Force Gemini does its camera. They were still really trying to figure out how cameras should work I mean, in 3D kinda, games back but then. But you think like with like them doing Banjo, Banjo-Kazooie and Conker's Bad Fur Day and Donkey Kong 64, they had cameras down. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the C stick is the same thing as the C buttons. Like, But they decided to use that as a menu system because you get a lot of freaking items in this game. Uh, I'd say probably just as much as like Donkey Kong 64 or even more, but they seem a lot more useful and practical. Like some of them are uh, collect mushrooms so that you can feed them to Prince Tricky, this this Triceratops that will help you out. And he will only help you out if uh, he is fed. And uh, in that same like same. selecting menu, you have him to do commands to like look at stuff or you know stay somewhere on a, like a switch and things like that. So like a lot of the game, like even though there's combat, a lot of it is more like puzzle focused, which is interesting. So I'm probably gonna stick with it because uh, a I you know, like I said, I just I find it really really interesting and I kind of want to like complete this game. And B, I haven't ran into Falco yet, and so what the fuck? Where's Falco? I want to know. Now, Jiggy, have you... I I assume you've played original Star Fox on the SNES. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you played Star Fox 2? On, uh, like, say this, like, Nintendo... Yeah, sure, that tiny little Super Super Nintendo you got there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Now, I think... I think we've had this... Let's say conversation. I mean, mm. I'm sorry. You know what? Let's say argument. Um, you've also <laughs> I, I, played. Thinking back to like a DS argument about like the yeah, best uh-huh. DS games. Mm. No, oh yeah, god damn it! I remember it. saying god something about Star Fox it, Command Jiggy. being one of the secret best games on the system. That's so. And Star Fox so Command incorrect. is really, really good. It just it needs something a bit more to do with like the controls and like. You know, yeah, if it had like button bases. controls, it'd probably be a really good game. But it doesn't. Mm. It ha- makes you use the stylus in terrible but fucking ways. But you'd use the stylus in like like. Liberation Maiden and uh, Kid Icarus Uprising, and it's the oh, same y- kind of y- thing, and it plays Jiggy, fine. you're not helping your case, buddy. You're not helping your case. You might as well say, ooh, Metroid Prime Hunters played pretty well, because uh, that's all play, it played fine. That, it, the, the problem with Metroid Prime Hunters wasn't the touch control. Chase is just anti-Metroid. That's, uh, you know what, Metroid Prime Hunters is the best time I've ever had Metroid. He, he doesn't touch uh, it, man. I don't. I some touch controls are fine. And, you know, all right, we're we're good. Johnny, yeah, we're I'm gonna off topic. <laughs> I'm gonna let you. But those uh, are the two games I've been playing. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, I, Johnny, I feel like we should give ourselves some homework for this next week that you and I should play Doom 
in some form or fashion. Okay. You just play Ooh, some. Yes. Done. Yes, you play some OG Doom before the next podcast. Um, but before we get to that, Johnny, why don't you talk yes. about the games that you've been playing this week? Oh, Chase. Um, let's start. Uh, let's start with the quick, the quickest one here. So, okay. Have you heard of Overwatch? Unfortunately, Overwatch. sure. Okay. Yeah. You mean the game that's going to be closing down soon? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and last night, you and I saw a gun film in the theater, right? That's true. That's true. We saw oh, wow. Cuckaroos nice. Duan's Island. Uh, what if I t- as everyone exactly. should? Exactly. Oh, that, that's because person. actually, well, the the dub version is playing like right now as we're doing this podcast. Yeah. So we exactly we couldn't, we, the dub we couldn't do the one night. We couldn't do yeah, Bozo did so the dub. The I thought um, the subs were fine. I mean, I I thought the movie was fine. It's it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So it's, it's Gundam. It's whatever. What if you could take your Gundam, and your Zaku's, and your other mobile units? Sure. Your peanut and, butter, as some yeah, would say. Yes. And put them into an Overwatch. Into that, Overwatch style chocolate. Okay. Okay. Yes. Exactly. Two great tastes that taste good together. Yeah, uh, I I imagine you're talking about Gundam Evolution, which is I a am. game I've played the the beta of, but now it's out, out, right? It is out. Uh, it's in early or not early. It's in uh, it's free to play. It is on PC right now. Uh, it will be coming to consoles later on. I don't know the exact date on that. I don't know if they've said. Um, I feel like they probably it, have, but I don't know it offhand. And they they did it. They. They made an Overwatch with Gundams in it, and they, they did do that. I, I don't know if it's because I was telling uh, Jiggy this before we started recording. Uh, I feel like the time to kill is way too short. Like I feel like it's a Call of Duty speeds. It's like yeah. I'm like trying to uh, capture this objective or defend it, and I'm just getting melted. And uh, even even when I'm playing with uh, a tankier character that has more HP, um, it's just yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Like even even during the beta stuff, like there's there is a sniper character, the gym sniper two, that uh, you know that that has one shot headshots. Which if you ask me, doesn't make any fucking sense. The head is not where the pilot is in no, the Gundam. Uh, that's not how Gundams work. Uh, but I, it's fine. That's how shooters work. Um, so uh, obviously no, those should, are when it kills. It, uh, they should do it like they do in Zone of the Enders. <laughs> yes. Put it, there put you it go. in the nether regions. There exactly. We go. Yes. Exactly. That's that's what you want. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think the time to kill is it, it's like but, somewhere between Call of Duty and Overwatch. Uh, yeah. Like Call of Duty is super like, short, but you expect it to be super short. It's in Overwatch, more... I could I could have the um like someone could have the upper hand on me and i would say like it felt fair that i could turn it around on them like on a pretty regular basis once i got good enough at the game and this is just like granted i've only played three 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 matches um but i was getting kind of frustrated because it was like i'm dying faster than i'm learning how to play this character and it's like you know, when I'm shooting at uh, these other mobile units, like it just felt like I wasn't taking their health down the same way uh, that was happening to me. So, um, I don't know. Any I'll, I'll, any suits you were gravitating to? I know you said you only played three matches, but any any feel better to you than the others? Funnily enough, the one I feel like I did the the best with was the gun tank. I agree. The gun tank. <laughs> 
I, I don't even really like the gun tank in, no. in Gundam lore, uh, but it is, I like, it, I like to me, it is objectively like the best. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it is objectively the best Gundam Evolution thing, in my opinion. Like it is, it is the most user friendly, yeah, um, it, like beginner beginner suit. Like it feels so good to just, oh, I can just lay on the fucking trigger and then also just have the big cannon shoot off when I need to do mm-hmm. a bigger attack. This is perfect. Yeah, I that was the one I had the most luck with. So, um, I don't know. Like I, I wasn't getting so frustrated that I felt like I needed to uninstall it. It's just I. I can typically pick up a shooter and be relatively decent at it. Like not like top of the leaderboard, you know, every time or anything, but I, I can usually like feel it out and, and get an idea of like how this character should play um, yeah. pretty quickly. And it just, it just wasn't happening. Uh, I need to get our, our friend of the show, Pierce Corshane to play it. He is a huge Overwatch fan. And I wonder how he would take to uh, a game like this. I know he doesn't care about the Gundam part, but um, it, it is like one of his favorite games. He, he told me in like the last week that Overwatch is one of his top five games of all time. And I said, are you wow. serious? And he I, said, yeah, look, no, it is. I can, I, like, okay. I can believe it. I mean, I was obsessed with yeah. that game for quite some time. Um, other than that, uh, I've been playing uh, some Slime Rancher 2. On okay. on my Steam Deck that hit early access, and did either of you play Chase? I don't think you did. Did you play Slime Rancher yeah. One, Jiggy? Uh, no, but I've I've watched people play Slime Rancher yeah. a little bit here and there on Twitter. It looks cool. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like a vibe kind of game that's like kind of just like chill, chill, relax, yeah, laid back. Was well, it like almost like a farming kind of sim kind of thing too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. you are on this island. Uh, and you are playing the same character that was in the first game. Uh, you're yeah. You go to this mysterious Rainbow Island and put your oh, slime hey, in a box. Then exactly. your slime gets out you of the box. And then you got to put your slime back in the box. Are, like, are they like Dragon Quest slimes? No, oh, no. Okay. They're like more orby, right? Like they're mm-hmm. not like drop oh, okay. dew drops like uh, like the Dragon Quest yeah. slimes are. Yeah, they're they're very round. Because that's when I heard when I heard Slime Rancher. I'm like, is this Dragon Quest related? That'd be awesome. Uh, See, I was uh, thinking, is it Monster Rancher related? And it's also not that. It's also not that. <laughs> um, so yeah, you go to this island where there's this conservatory that's mysterious, and you know who is here for? And oh, hey, there are all these slimes here, um, and it's. I played a little bit of the first game. Uh, I didn't really get into it, um, but it is it is that like survival crafting collecting type of game uh like 100 because you are oh, you oh play- you mean a bobby game yes this is this is a game that i'm not i won't spend too much Big time bobby talking about it because i want i know that he's obsessively playing it right now right uh but it's it's very chill like it's a perfect podcast game you collect these slimes you put them into pens you give them food and you sell their poop basically plorts is what it's called uh sure. And there's a whole like economy involved. So if you start trading in a whole bunch of one kind of slime plort, you the, sick the price fuck. goes down. And then there are uh, rarer ones that are on the island that you find, and like they're different elements. And you can have slimes that fuse together to make gaming a, the slime market. Exactly, you can have a jumbo slime. Uh, and then if that jumbo slime eats a plort, 
of another type of slime that isn't one of the two that combined it. Oh. It turns into a tar, which is it's real fucked up because it, it turns John, into this. Johnny, this yeah. we're gonna have to put on like a scat tag or something to this. To this podcast <laughs> now, and I, this is, this is I'm bad. sorry, this is wrong. Uh, oh my god, this is but, not the family friendly casual hour that most people expect. Yeah, I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> um, but these, yeah, good thing we're not on Twitch right now. Jesus, these God. black tar looking slimes <laughs> eat your other slimes, and so I've I came back because I didn't realize this would happen. <laughs> I came back from collecting food, and all of my slimes were dead because <laughs> because they'd been eaten. Thankfully, they're easy to replace. Oh, um, they're they're addicted to black tar. You got black tar slimes. Like what the yeah. fuck, Johnny? Yeah, that's right. Uh, slimes so all yeah, died I, of I'll overdoses. Let, I'll let Bobby have a a deeper discussion about that whenever he comes back. Um, um, but I it's, can't it's wait to very... hear about Bobby's plorp adventures. Yeah, plort. Plort, not plort. Oh, sorry, sorry, plort. With a T. How, how, uh, how dare I? Finally, uh, the thing that I put the most time into over the last two weekends and was very disappointed to have to uninstall on Monday because um, the beta period ended was uh, that Modern Warfare 2 beta that took place wow. uh, on PlayStation. Man. So you weren't disappointed in the game. You were disappointed that you had to stop playing. The I just stopped playing it, and I really didn't want I see, to. I see. And uh, so, are you feeling like it's 2009 again with Modern Warfare 2 and Avatar coming back? A little bit. Um, yeah. So, just, just to, I don't know how familiar you are with, I don't know how often you listen to the podcast, Jimmy, talk about it, but I'm, I've played every Call of Duty almost, like going mm. back to, like, even a little bit of the games on PC. I didn't really get into I, it. I played, I remember very excited to play the first one. And yeah. I like consumed the first one on PC and like the second one on 360 mm-hmm. and Modern Warfare and, you know, up to God, what did I play up to? Call it like Black Ops and then Black Ops like 1. Black Ops 2. And yeah. I was just like, I got into one, one online, uh, not an online, uh, one boss fight against a drone and I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> this uh, mm-hmm. Call of Duty's dead to me now, and it's it's ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, Jiggy, the, you might not know this, but but uh, Johnny's uh, nickname here on the podcast is the Big Red One. That's that's exactly. just what oh yes, here. Like, yes. I, I uh, have a copy that does not work on my game. <laughs> um, <laughs> too scratched, too so scratched, unfortunately. Uh, that's sad. Um, yeah, what can you do? You can get those disc scraper things. Um, mm. <laughs> I think I think it's more to do with my aging GameCube. Mm. Mm. Damn. So uh, Johnny, the yeah. Modern Warfare Two beta, did I? Did, I I'm going to re-ask Jiggy's question. Do you feel like it's 2009 again? Do you feel like you are? I, you're in. I was in college at the time. So I, I imagine you were like still in college or just out of college at this just, point. I was out of high school. Yeah. Uh, I was going to. Uh, I was out. Of, I was out of high school, but out you're high older school, than me. 2009. Damn. Yeah, uh, I graduated. Making me feel ancient. I graduated shit. in 06. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was attending ITT Tech at the time, uh, ah. which has since been shut down by the federal government. Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was playing a lot of Call of Duty, a lot of Halo, um, and I like Call of Duty has been in like a downward turn for the last several years like modern warfare came out in 2019 it was really good it's the best one that had come out since advanced warfare in my opinion 
Um, the, it, when you say Modern Warfare, you mean the first... The first reboot. Re, the first remake. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. first reboot of yeah. Modern Warfare. Uh, I know, it's confusing. Uh, so so it, you're saying it got better when it went back and redid a mm-hmm. game instead of making a new game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not... That's not a, completely it's not a good sign. Same. It's not completely no, the same. No, you're, you're right. It's, it's definitely uh, not, but it's not a good sign. You can. You can get the original as a... You can remaster every master of that campaign. Modern consoles as well too. Um, it's a good game. It is. And it is a good game. I, I remember replaying it and feeling kind of nothing though. Like I just mm, like I'm yeah, in this. Yeah. Mm. Can go home, G. Um, so anyway, I like I didn't play Vanguard last year just because I heard how bad it was, mm. um, and my expectations were very very low. So um, when you're saying it's but, bad, Johnny, what kind of what kind of Call of Duty player are you? Because because there are people who play the campaigns and, or play play the campaigns or play both or just play PvP. What kind of I, what kind of person are you talking? About I here? will usually knock out the campaign. It's it's relatively short, and then I play a bunch of the multiplayer and I play okay. uh, yeah. primarily team deathmatch. I'll occasionally do. Um, like domination or some of the objective based modes but it's mainly team deathmatch so when um, you're saying you heard vanguard was bad is it from the people who are only talking about the pvp or yeah like i i couldn't really care less if the campaign is good or bad i like my main focus is the multiplayer like it's okay if the if the campaign is fun and it tells a cool like action story it's just a nice little bonus on top okay because um, because I, I had a friend who who told me that they were really enjoying the campaign of vanguard and isn't into pvp at all so uh i i just wondered if I, he that, was that wrong may, or you're refuting that, that maybe you're completely accurate uh got it okay yeah it was more i heard how jank and bad the multiplayer was and so i just decided to sit it out um yeah and it's this this multiplayer in this one it's pretty fucking good it's it's the most fun i've had uh with a shooter since i played halo infinite last year and then got sad because they didn't keep adding more to halo infinite um yeah. halo but infinite, very sad yeah i just <laughs> i've been in the mood uh for a shooter lately and i think that it hit at just the right time because i uh, i've gone back to halo infinite a little bit um but I was really itching for a more Call of Duty style since I I played a bunch of Apex Legends uh, a month or two ago. And I was like, I could really go for like this style of military shooter. And Oh, you I, mean Titanfall. Exactly. We're never getting Titanfall 3. You know what? I wouldn't say never. Uh, yeah. Never say never. Yeah, okay. I would say, just, I would say, me, like, I would say Titanfall no... is closer than ever to happening. That's, maybe maybe don't give me hope it's, chase to me no no single player first person shooter game since titanfall 2 mm-hmm. has just engaged me in the slightest Damn. like yeah it's I, so, Jiggy, I let me tell you about like a little game, game called destiny 2 oh. i've played destiny 2 man i try <laughs> you haven't played destiny 2 with me I holy shit wait you play I destiny tried. 2 we should play destiny 2 together no no this is stop it i tried and it's just <laughs> like i mm, I, um, I just get tired of just shooting stuff. That's that's the thing. Uh, yeah. I get that. I get it. Um, I shot a lot of stuff in this beta, <clears throat> and uh, a lot of the team deathmatch was the primary mode I played. But this last weekend, uh, they had their new mode called Invasion, which 
reminded me of Titanfall in a way because it's uh, it's twenty v twenty, but then there are also bots on the map, and so it feels like there's a lot going on. Sure. Um, and uh, it's on a larger map. And there's lots Wait, of verticality. Is it, sorry, is it twenty v twenty plus bots, or is yeah. are the bots yes. making up part of the twenty? Okay. Yeah, 20, 20 human players. And then maybe like twenty bots or so. So it's Got you know it. okay. It's, it's there's a lot going on. Uh, that does sound and, very Titanfall. Yeah, and uh, you get uh, five points for killing a human player. I think you just get XP for killing a bot, uh, and it lets you know like whenever you take someone out, it's like human player killed and plus five. Sure. Uh, and it's just it's just team deathmatch. Like there's no objective. Hmm. There is they do have their uh, war zone mode which I didn't try. I think it was available this weekend as well, but I was just obsessed with uh, the invasion mode. It was a lot of fun. So, um, so tell me tell me this, because you, you were just kind of complaining on the Gundam Evolution side that the kill times felt too short. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remake, I imagine, uh, if it's anything like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, uh, has yeah, some it, pretty short fucking kill times. Mm-hmm. What's the... Can you can you square that circle for me? Like, what's the difference when you're in it's, Call of Duty versus Gundam Evolution? Well, there's there's almost next to no downtime. It's just you die, hit square, respawn, boom, you're back in it. Uh, whereas, like in a you know Overwatch or Gundam Evolution type game, that's actively hurting your team by you getting killed so quickly right like because those are more objective style games mm-hmm. they when you die they, they i have to go like back to spawn i have to run right, to where the objective right. is whereas okay. in call of duty i respawn at you know a random point on the map of the side of the map that my team uh set to spawn at and i can be back in the action within a couple seconds after spawning um and that's that's what it is it's just the time it takes to get back into the meat grinder is a lot less uh in a call of duty type game and it's life also, has no meaning in call of duty as well yeah exactly and it's also it's just an expectation you know like i know if someone gets a drop on me i'm probably not going to be able to get them instead unless i like am next to a window or like around a corner or something like typically if they line you up get you get you in their sights that's it um and it is just just part of the experience um but I really I love the way that they're handling perks now. You can go in and actually customize four different perks that you get uh, to really build out the class how you want. Uh, they have the gunsmith stuff, which they've had for a while, where you're picking up to five different components that you're adding to your gun. Um, and it just I don't know, like it, it felt very like I'm. I can I'm going to lose myself to this when it comes out next month. Um like I'm just I'm I'm ready for it to be here. <laughs> sure. Johnny, um, very important question for you. Yeah. Um is this a is this a slide game or a dolphin dive game? It's both. Ooh. Uh, what? How does so it have you, both? So you tap You can't you can't cross the streams with the fucking you <laughs> tap circle to slide. You don't slide as far as you would in a Titanfall or something like that. Uh, but you can, if you're sprinting and you tap it, you'll slide. You can go around corners and stuff. If you hold it, then you do the dive. Okay. Uh, and you can dive through windows, if you were wondering. Because I definitely did that. That's cool. 
Because I think at least at some point that was like the not it wasn't the only difference between Call of Duty releases, but it was it was like, hey, Infinity Ward does the slide, whereas mm-hmm. uh, what's the other one? Not Sledge. Treyarch. The, uh, Treyarch. Treyarch does the dolphin dive. So you kind of know immediately. I mean, you'll probably know beforehand because, you know, Treyarch's the one doing the Black Ops ones and modern warfare is the infinity ward ones but uh yeah like that that always kind of was a was a question i heard people say is like oh dolphin dive or, or slide because they'd be different between mm-hmm. years and it'd be very confusing so kind of weird or and or cool that it has both in there uh yeah that's that's interesting yep and uh cool. of course warzone 2.0 comes out uh at launch or shortly thereafter so. And this beta didn't have any single-player stuff in it, right? No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Just multiplayer. Well, cool. Well, cool. Uh, when Do you know when that actually releases? October release? 28th. Oh, soon. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I guess we'll and learn I, more about that in our October preview that should happen next yeah. week. Yeah. And I, I, know that, I know that these games originated as PC titles, but I got into them, into them as console shooters, Oh yeah, so this, was X, this is peak I'm, Xbox 360. Yeah, right? I'm gonna be picking this up on PS5, uh, but I do library sharing on Steam with a friend who actually pre-ordered it there, so I'll have access to it on the PC as well. But majority of my time will be sitting in front of my big TV on my PS5 playing with the controller because uh, I am a scrub on mouse and keyboard because I never yeah, ever I was... played mouse and keyboard. Uh, the first shooter I fully committed to playing mouse and keyboard was Doom Eternal because it just felt like that's just the way that you need to play this game. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so controller is the way to go for me. I'm I'm with you. I I I just can't do the I can't do the mouse and keyboard. And and so far, you guys, you like, guys just need to break through. And I let, look, let man, go. I'm not going to argue with you. I understand it is objectively more like better tighter control i mean i like you i like using a controller too to play it like a a first person shooter if need be but like if you know if it's like a keyboard and mouse kind of game like exactly half-life one for example i would say you should definitely play half-life one with a keyboard and mouse instead of playing the ps2 version well okay well it's that's fair um i would how how are you gonna play half-life decay though the co-op mode that's you got us there <laughs> i i would say i would say the mouse part is the part i'm comfortable with it's the keyboard part that i mm-hmm. like that just doesn't you gotta, feel you can map the keys to whatever you want yeah to be. i know i know but it's it's here's, not that but like that it's that just is the, that is absolute yeah. chaos energy that i want to want to explain for just a quick <laughs> okay. second if you'll indulge me sure this is a friend in college he played day of defeat like original like like call it like a uh, 1.6 counter-strike he would have his mouse be the look around. Uh, forward would be left mouse click. Uh, backwards would be oh, no. right mouse click. Oh, no. Z would be... Uh, oh, how did he... Uh, t- he just turned using like the mouse itself. Uh, like Z would be strafe right. X would be strafe uh, left. Or uh, you know, reverse that. Uh, Z strafe left. X strafe right. C would be like use something or crouch. V oh. would be also like use something or crouch. And shoot would be the uh, space bar. You're giving me an aneurysm, so, Jiggy. Imagine playing first person shooters like that. And he was absolutely killer. At- I'm sure. He got, he got 
he got so good at sniping, he got confused for aim using aimbots by the uh, the wow. uh, security systems on some uh, levels. I've seen it happen. I'm just like, you're too fucking good, man. Uh, but that's how he played his first-person shooters. Just so, and, and I tried and doing his method, and it's just absolute chaos energy. I can't do that. <laughs> but you can. You have the option to change it however you want. Uh, and Jiggy's friend was named uh, Fatality. Uh, little known <laughs> fact. Not little that is little not known true. fact. <laughs> but yeah, that's oh, that's man. that's what I've been playing. What about you, Chase? Uh, love you, Dan. <laughs> Dan Riker. Wow. Shit. No, not Dan Jiggy, Jiggy, Riker. Jiggy's got some crazy friends. Not. <laughs> um, all right, my turn. Uh, I've got a couple here, uh, and both of these I think count as old games. One of them. Um, is, I mean, technically not, uh, well, it's absolutely not an official release. Uh, I played Pokemon Picross, and I don't mean the 3DS oh. download one that was free-to-play that was, uh, it was fine until you got to the free-to-play bullshit, and then it was bad. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Game Boy Color version of Pokemon oh? Cross, a game that was more or less completed, but then never, never actually officially released. Um, cause, uh, cause Johnny and I got these, these things called analog pockets and, uh, they're pretty cool. And recently, pretty recently, the analog pocket has been quote unquote jailbroken, uh, which it just means that analog released the open FPGA, FPGA update, which means that people can, uh, create cores for the different consoles and then you can put the ROMs directly on a memory card. So even though the analog pocket is all about, hey, you can play the the original cartridges and isn't that cool? And it is very cool. It's super it's very cool analog. Cool. We all appreciate yeah. it. That's all fantastic. But sometimes I just want to play the fucking ROM and just have them all on the thing. Um, and now I can. And it's, because of it's that... Still... <laughs> It's the most genuine experience you can get outside of. I really, it, I really, it really does one, feel great, man. That price yeah. and trying to get one is just. I, I it was, I it was a it. very indulgent totally purchase. <laughs> yes, yep. I know. But I've made many of those, but I, I <laughs> made my choice, and it was the Playdate, uh, which I enjoy a lot. But oh, still. Play, Playdate also, play also completely very completely cool. different. I, I do need to get back to my Playdate at some point. Um, but yeah, like now that this is out, and and not all the there's there's not cores for every system available yet, um, and some of the SNES cores like came the, out right. SNES SNES is out there. Yeah. NES came NES, out like to, today system. or yesterday. Uh, most of them work just fine. The Sega Genesis one uh, does not, in my opinion. Um, but mm. they'll, those will keep getting updates. They'll eventually get there. Um, but I just wanted to try something that I hadn't played before. And uh, I can't remember where I came across it, but somebody was talking about Pokemon Cross on the game. Oh, it was Tumblr. It was like came out of the, like the Nintendo Giga Leak, whatever. And there's like a Tumblr uh, that just posts some shit from there. And they posted like, oh, hey, look at this Pikachu that somebody made on the there that's in this Pokemon Cross. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot there was a Pokemon Cross that never got released on the Game of Color. So I've been playing some of that. Um, it's it's Picross. Uh, it's got Pokemon in it, and mm -hmm. it's mostly Pokemon themed, um, and it's it's solid. It's it's solid. I think the par times on on it are a little draconian. They start out really easy, but like once you get to the to the like the to Pewter City, because uh, they kind of go like once you complete a set of levels, it's each different city. Uh, oh, that's once fun. you get to yeah, that that's kind of cool. Like right now, I'm on the SSAN, um, and the par times are just. Did you check under the bus? 
from you? The the, the truck? No, no. The truck, I, sorry. I did not. I did not see the truck. Did you wait truck, for the boat to leave? <laughs> yeah, no. I I got cut from from a Pokemon that was traded, so now I don't have to go to the SSN at all. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. We've it's all all fun there. Um, Chase, I I want to ask uh, why yeah, don't yeah. you think why do you think this game wasn't released? Like why was it shelved? I, I honestly don't know. Like it would have sold Gangbusters uh, because it's Pokemon. Yeah, it was Pokemon. Yeah, and it seems like it was basically done. I I really don't know because it it plays just fine. It's got mechanics. It's it's cool. Uh, again, like my only real issue is the par times, which if when you're I, I think they eventually when you're doing like a ten by ten Picross puzzle, they get pretty draconian. When you do like a fifteen by fifteen, uh, those are really uh i wouldn't say easy they're they're tougher puzzles but they are definitely more lenient in terms of the par times and then they have these 20 by 20s that when you're actually doing the 20 by 20 you're just doing each quarter of a 10 you're doing 10 by 10s for each quarter and you just kind of do them in rapid succession and it makes a big picture so like an electabuzz was one that was a 20 by Mm. 20 and you go in and you do each quarter of the electabuzz and and then it uh, puts them out there. I, I think it's I, I think it's fine. I think it's a fine game, uh, and it's kind of cool once you once you go through a number of of towns uh, areas, you will find a Pokemon where uh, you start with Pikachu, uh, but then a Bulbasaur just shows up when you're at Cerulean City or whatever, and it goes, "Hey, this Bulbasaur, uh, you know, might be catchable," and then your your character just like on the like this is. It's not really a cutscene, but it's it's also not a playable thing. Your character just throws a Pokeball and catches the Bulbasaur. So now you can go into the background menu and you can switch the Pikachu out with the Bulbasaur. And now you have a Bulbasaur themed uh, like color scheme. And there's like a little Bulbasaur in the corner as you're doing your puzzle. And so far I've caught uh, a Charmander as well. So I'm on the Charmander uh, background as I do these puzzles. It's, it's great. Trail. It's great. I like Picross it. I think good. it's fun. Yes, I love Picross, um, and and I love Pokemon, and it's a it's a great mix, and it doesn't have any of that free to play bullshit that the uh, the 3ds version does, the the downloadable eShop one does. So uh, pretty great. Maybe maybe they held off from releasing it because they foresaw uh, pay to play kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, gotcha they foresaw like, pay to play. We must, we must save this for later at a future date, twenty years from now. That, but somehow didn't foresee buy bullshit in the game to progress. But somehow didn't foresee the pay to play bullshit when they created the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy Color, because uh, you can just get infinite amounts that of cards doesn't count. in that game. <laughs> Certainly, a like a, tra- a trading count. card game couldn't couldn't actually. You know what? We'll we'll talk about it later. But yes, you're oh, right. Good. Pokemon yeah, trading excellent. card game was a very hot commodity. Uh, let's say around September of 2000. Um, you know, just off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, anyway, I've been playing one other game as well, and it is uh, technically an old game because I'm playing the the remake of it. But I've been playing Live Alive which is a yeah. game, if you listen ah. to last week's episode when we were talking about backlogs, um, that was high on my backlog for this year of a game I wanted to, to get through before a game of the year time. So I've been playing no, Live Alive. Yeah, but I've been playing the Switch version, so I've been playing know, the HD 2D <laughs> stuff. Um, and I got to say, I really like Live Alive. I, I knew that I would. Uh, but I'm I'm having a great time. I have four of the seven uh, 
story beats finished or the like, the story paths done. Uh, I have done, and, and I don't know if I've just picked four of the of the quicker ones or if I uh, or if they're all just like this. But so far, it's they're just super breezy. Like each of the seven. I range from maybe an hour to like three hours in length. They're that's, that's they're very all, manageable. Yeah, and it's a JRPG. Like these are there are seven little JRPGs in there, but they go by super quick. One of them, the first one I did, is set in the I think it's set in the present day, and it has you. Uh, it, it's kind of like a fighting game. You have like, uh, like seven or so th- people that you need to fight. And what's interesting is like there's no there's no real story. I mean, there's a story in there, but you are not going from town to town or anything. You're selecting who you fight in order on like a uh, on like a Street Fighter looking screen. And then you immediately go into uh, a a turn based RPG battle that is on a grid. And it's it's just fucking cool. Like all the people you fight are these giant sprites. And in in that one specifically, you your special talent is that you can learn the moves of people when they attack you with them so you're kind of trying to bait out the opponent to use their special attacks on you and then you learn them so you can use them against future opponents and and it kind of has a mega man feel where certain attacks do better against certain types of opponents so you just kind of pick to, to keep going that way. You don't know exactly what their their strengths and weaknesses are when you pick them, but as you're fighting them, you will learn like, oh, this guy's actually really weak to kick, so I'll use the the Muay Thai guy who who had this like super special kick move, and this guy is vulnerable to it, so it does huge damage to him instead. But you don't want to do huge damage to him immediately because then he might not do his special move on you, and you need to learn that move so you can attack the next guy. Um, I thought it was really, really cool, and had a fun time with that first one, but it only lasted about an hour, and then it was done. And I was like, okay, well, what, what do I do next? So then I did the Wild West one, and the Wild West one is is more about you exploring a town really quickly and then doing one big showdown RPG at the end, huh. uh, RPG oh, battle. Cool. Yeah, and so they're all kind of weird and interesting. Uh, the last one I did, uh, the most recent one I did, was the the the... I guess the final one exactly it's the far future one and you play as a little robot and there is one battle the entire time and it comes at the very end and it's not even really a battle most of it is just walking around this spaceship and talking to people and and so it feels it's experimenting with the way that RPGs can work and what an RPG actually is and I think it's just really really fascinating um, I feel like the, the three that I have left I've got like the near future one uh, the Twilight of Edo, Japan, and uh, one in China, like a like a ancient China. And I feel like if there are any ones that are going to be longer experiences, it's probably going to end up being those three. So we'll see. But right now, I, I think I've got like six or seven hours into the whole thing, and it just feels super breezy. I can finish yeah. them within a session or two, uh, and I'm just having a great time. I, I think that's a really, really cool game. I need to check nice. out. Yeah, I need. It's one of those JRPGs I've always wanted to check out. Hearing about yeah. it on, uh, whatever, wherever I heard it before. Retronauts have brought it sure. up. Sure. Uh, same with uh, Moon, which has had a release recently on like modern day consoles as well mm-hmm. too. Like, there's there's just so much like 
stuff that has been like saved over in like Japan and not translated officially that it either does get like a fan translation or doesn't uh, right. because it's just And there like, are fan translations the of the of the Super Famicom yep. version of Live Alive. So if you want to play it that way, I, I think that's probably also a fine yep. version to play it. Hopefully, but like the hopefully big... they keep bringing more out. Like I, I would love more official releases done with the care that mm-hmm. Live Alive has. Like sure, I, I mean, like we're, we're waiting for that Dragon Quest three uh, remake uh, that's that's in this same kind of HD two D style, and that's a game that I've wanted to play for a while. I've got the Game Boy Color version. I've got some other versions of it and would yeah. like to play it, but it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'd like to play it in that HD 2D style and see yeah, what they but then, do to then you see it. like you see like Front Mission 1 and 2, which the remakes, they look all right, but when you mm-hmm. see the original like especially one like the original like sprite work and everything that the artwork and the 2d models on the super famicom it's just like i kind of i kind of like that a little better though like yeah. that looks really really good and grungy uh probably just but gonna I, get it, all I, the front mission shit though like i, I just oh yeah i am too because <laughs> i want to play front mission 2 which does not have a release out here but it was on sure. playstation 1 which has that kind of same feeling as the the front mission 3 engine and it's not going to be the same in the new glossied up uh, right, right. like HDified kind of thing for modern day audience audiences, but which is fine. But I kind of wish they would just tuck the original game. Like you could fit it on there. It's not that big. Like just tuck it in there somewhere with the, like the updated translation or something, but yeah. Yeah. They don't do that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I, again, I, I really recommend live alive one. Cause I think it's really cool, but two, it is just so easy and breezy that being being that it is split up into seven distinct stories that so far have not interconnected whatsoever um it's i know each of like the the game itself is short but each one of these things is so short that it is something you can really feel like you're making progress of oh you know i've put about an hour and a half into this and i've already completed so much i completed a whole story of this thing and um i think it's I think having that kind of bite-sized nature to it makes it uh, much more accessible in terms of of a JRPG. Whereas Johnny is playing something like Xenoblade Chronicles Three that is a billion and a half hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like okay, that that, that I'll game get to is that one daunting. once I beat two, which I, I still need to beat uh, 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 one and also uh, X <laughs> yeah. as well. Sure, too. yeah, like that. That's just so daunting to even think about. Oh God, I'm gonna. I, I got to start a game that's going to be hundreds of hours. Uh, whereas mm. Live Alive, you're like, oh, I can I can make reasonable progress in this game within an hour. And that's really cool. All right, boys. Are you ready to talk about our deep dive topic I'm of the so evening? I'm so ready. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Well, uh, for our listeners out there, we did this once before, and I thought it was really fun, and we thought we'd bring it back, especially with Jiggy here to get his perspective. Um, yeah. We have found, picked up uh, an old video game magazine again. Uh, this time, we're looking at Electronic Gaming Monthly, issue 134. This is September of 2000. Uh, it's the one with Pokemon Gold and Silver on the cover. Uh, they did two covers. Jiggy has the one with Lugia on it, which I'm very jealous I have, about. Yes, silver. and and I have the Ho Gold version, uh, which is which fun. I am jealous of. <laughs> I guess could trade. I, I kind of like that <laughs> Ho but that's fine. Um, so yeah, the the similar to last time, I've asked my other co-hosts here to page through this magazine 
and to pick out uh, a handful of things that we found interesting um, about either either like the context of it of hey this is what video game media was like in the year 2000 or this is what video games were like in the year 2000 or uh this is the uh, pulling out things like oh here's a preview of a video game and we know Mm -hmm. 22 years later that game actually ended up being garbage or that game ended up being super great uh or you read a review and you see that oh this thing got 3.5s and like wait man that that's or it's kind a game of a classic that got yeah. previews and never came out absolutely absolutely there's there's certainly a lot of games especially because this is EGM which does their their kind of whole shtick was we follow Japan more closely than a lot of other magazines do uh, so there's a lot of Japanese only things in here that are hey this might get a translation and then absolutely never did yeah um, <laughs> so I, I thought I thought that was really interesting when we went through the game informer before so I've asked us to do the same thing with this EGM copy and uh, Jiggy I think we'll we'll start with you uh, we were each picking out three I think we've got some backups in case there's overlap but Jiggy yep. uh just talk about one thing that you found in this magazine. Uh, if you have a page number, uh, that's great. So yep. the rest of us can follow along. Um, but yeah, what would you uh, see in this magazine that you thought was interesting? Mine has a couple of pages for my first example, and I'm actually calling it audible. I, I had a list written down and I completely remembered <laughs> okay. uh, just by flipping to a page and our talk about Half-Life before that on page 64 in the Dreamcast previews, okay, uh, you'll see in the uh, top left corner, Half-Life for the Dreamcast. Just a very, very, very small oh, blurb. Sure. Uh, yeah. Of the Dreamcast port done by Gearbox. Uh, and if you also look in the very front pages, you'll also see a nice spread of a two-page ad for pre-ordering said game <laughs> as well. Uh, the funny part is this game was near complete and never got released. Uh, and that that's really weird because Gearbox yeah. did, I mean, they even talk about it in this article. Gearbox did a lot of stuff with Half-Life. They they were yep. they did Opposing Force. Didn't they do uh was it was it Blue Shift or something too? Like they uh, did I believe yes. I think they did Blue Shift, which is basically okay. one of the, your Barney the security guard uh yeah, yeah, yeah. which which didn't fly as much as like getting a hazard suit or a or a uh uh, whatever military grade weaponry and armor they had for opposing force. Like I yeah. remember that being one of the big kind of like, how was uh, a security guard able to survive all this stuff when just it's uh, in a bulletproof vest. And it's like, okay, <laughs> come on guys. But yeah, like I just find it funny. Like this game was like so near completion was going to be on the dreamcast with uh, modem support and deathmatch capabilities from what I remember from other previews as well too. And this is kind of like one of the small things that is only left of the game and its memory. Like, even though Half-Life came out on, like, PS2 with redone graphics and a co-op mode, like we said earlier, and on numerous other things, like being re-released with Half-Life 2 as the Half-Life Source uh, game, which they just put the original game in the Source engine just to prove that, hey, all the old games uh, that we used in our old engine for Half-Life, it works in Source. You just have to kind of plop sure. it in and change a few things to, like, Black Mesa, a full, like, uh, revision of, like, uh, the original Half-Life, like, done as, like, a Half-Life 2-style uh, game uh, that took, like, God, like what, 15 years to make? 
Uh, I mean, more... yeah, yes, but also it's like it's not like you had uh, Valve working on that. That was no, that was no, no. It was it was a group of people who, who saw yeah, yeah. the original Half Life One source that they released, you know, from pre-ordering the game, and kind of yeah. were disappointed. It's like, why didn't you dress this up like uh, Half Life Two? And it's like, are you crazy? They were building Half Life Two this whole fucking time. <laughs> uh, also, they, they the were building thing. fucking Steam. <laughs> like yeah. that was that was yeah, the whole exactly point. Half Life Two came out with Steam. Yeah. That was... And well, people hated Steam it. Came out, Remember, Steam came out way before uh, Half Life Two, but still. Uh, but but I also wasn't like Half Life Two like there to uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Half Life Two there to be like, hey, we're gonna actually like sell Steam now. You you have to get yes, Steam. But it to came have out. Half-Life it 2. came out a year before. Uh, okay. Half Life okay. Two officially came out, and it was also because Half Life, the source code to Half Life Two, got stolen. That whole that uh, delayed the sure. game for for a, a significant amount of time. And people, but and I also people like hated the, Steam when it first came out. Oh, yeah, they, isn't, that, they did. isn't that weird? Because like, like Steam is now the, so universal. Because all the like multiplayer like uh, like clients they had to move to Steam because that sure. if you wanted to play like Counter Strike or anything else like uh, Ricochet, I guess uh, <laughs> you had to have it on Steam. Like that was the only option. They, they would not have, they would not approve any other like type of servers and like people like went in kicking and screaming and then they forgot about it because. Like like a year later, you could pre-order Half-Life for cheaper with more to get than going to the store, getting it physically, because uh, yeah. you got Counter-Strike Source, Day Defeat Source eventually, uh, and then all the other like original like Valve published uh, games and stuff like that. But I'm I'm getting too nostalgic for myself. <laughs> uh, I also like I mean, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> ad, on the ad for Half-Life, you can see in the top corner, reserve your copy today. Yeah. Ooh. Uh yeah. <laughs> Pour one out for uh Half-Life on the Dreamcast. What could have been? What could have been? <laughs> what could have what you, yes, if only Half-Life had come out for the Dreamcast, maybe they I mean, could have fended been, off the PS2. Cool. That would have been kind of cool. I yeah. I'm I was I'm always kind of curious <laughs> about like how different consoles like take a PC game of all things yeah. and try to like consoleize it. Like how how would a like they did Quake 3 Arena on uh on dreamcast and it's like how did you do that with that fucking controller like how how is that sure. possible i mean didn't, didn't, uh, i want to see it i want to see what you're was it diablo or diablo 2 that got like a playstation version uh, uh playstation one had diablo and you could yeah. use a mouse there was a playstation one uh, right 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 yeah uh great um johnny why don't you go next uh what uh, what did you find in this magazine that, uh, that caught your eye well Chase, we had just seen a Gundam movie last night. That's true. And I, was, I was scrolling through the preview preview gallery, oh, and no. I saw the word Gundam and the word Super Robot Wars oh, close yep. together. It's true. Uh, it's true. And uh, what it was page? <laughs> page sixty six. Uh, there's a okay. little blurb oh, very about close to Tap Life. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, uh, there's a little blurb about Gundam Gears Ambition, uh, and it's a strategy game. It says it generally fits in the Super Robot Wars strategy RPG mold. Uh, it was out in Japan, and Japan is where it stayed. It never made its way to the States. That's true. Uh, it hasn't even gotten a fan translation um, because apparently like the, the, Im- the, the text is baked into the images, of, have we talked uh, about this a lot before? of the images we have not but i just looked this okay. up because i was also going to talk about this um, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> uh, that's fine uh, I've, great I've got, no 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 i've got backups um 
but yeah, this this uh, has never come over. It's never gotten a fan translation because I guess some of the the Japanese text or a lot of the Japanese text is baked into the images themselves, making them a lot harder to translate uh, because you're, you'd have to edit the images. You can't just change out text files. Um, yeah, some some kind of interesting things here. This is called Giren's Ambition in in this magazine, but these games are more colloquially known as Giren's Greed. Which you know, that's uh, translation. I read thing, the, that's just kind of how they're known these days. I read the Wikipedia uh, article about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, I mean, it's not really a misspelling exactly. I mean, kind of is. Like Gearin, Gearin has an H in it now uh, mm-hmm. these days. When I noticed we, that when too. We officially translated. Uh, I would very much love to play these games. I think they're actually a combination of Super Robot War style tactical combat, but also uh, Nobunaga's Ambition, which is a, a very mm-hmm. long-running Japanese series, and it's probably why this game got called Giren's Ambition, uh, at least at this point, because it was very similar to the Nobunaga's Ambition kind of games. I would, I, I would do very bad things to to be able to get this series. <laughs> I mean. Uh, over to the states in some form. This version's on Dreamcast, and even though they're like postage size stamped, like uh, uh, screenshots, it the the artwork looks amazing. Like, yeah, I, I kind of want to see like what this looks like in motion, even though it's probably a very stiff kind of game. Like, uh, mm-hmm. pro- like I'm sure there are battle animations and things like that, but it probably yeah. it's mostly a lot of still portraits and uh, dialogue to read uh, in a language I cannot read. <laughs> Right. If if I remember correctly, I think like one of the really cool things is that you can pick uh, different. It's kind of it's actually a little bit like the Total War kind of games to to my oh, knowledge, cool. where you can like pick a unit and then you can kind of change the course of Gundam history because now you have that unit. Like you could pick Shar Aznable and then have Shar do Giren's bidding, so you don't have to kill the the zombies. Sorry, spoilers for the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, oh. And, and you could have you could have Shar do something different, or you could pick, I don't know, uh, Ramba Rall, and Ramba Rall never dies, and now Ramba Rall oh, does all this only. other stuff. Um, yeah, that stuff's really cool. Uh, thank you, thank you, Johnny, for pulling that one out. Although, uh, fuck you, because I was going to do that one. Um, <laughs> um, I I'll go next here. Why don't you uh, Why don't you guys move on to page? Uh, let's say one hundred and seventy four. So this is are we going this is near yeah this is back in like the it is part of the tips and tricks stuff yes uh, so on page one seventy four uh, actually earlier when they're talking about some of their tricks one of the things they have is in uh, like Pokemon Yellow uh, this is not on this page but on Pokemon Yellow they're like here's a cool trick for Pokemon Yellow it's did you know you can you can lead with a weak Pokemon and then what? switch it out for your strong Pokemon no, and get experience for like both. And I'm like, guys, that ain't that ain't no fucking cheat. What the fuck are you talking they, about? But then they just they just needed to fill some copy. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> guys, come on, what are you talking about? But then on page 174, they actually had a tip that I uh, I I don't think I've ever heard about with uh, with the original Pokemon games, Red and Blue. Um, it, it makes sense when I see it, but here, let me let me read it for you. Um, it says, fight Safari Zone Pokemon. This will allow you to fight and catch the Safari Zone Pokemon outside the Safari Zone. To begin, mm-hmm. you must have a Pokemon with surf ability. Now go to the Safari Zone and enter the area I did where this. Pokemon uh, you're trying to catch is found. Stay in the section until the time runs out. Go to the, well, when they say time runs out, you still have to take steps because that's how time works in the Safari Zone in, in uh, Red and Blue. Um... 
but go to the Seafoam Islands by surfing south of Fuchsia City. Be sure you don't encounter any enemies on the way or the trick won't work, but that doesn't include wild Pokemon. Uh, it's just trainers, I suppose. Um, on the edge of the islands, there is a strip uh, of the, the screen that is half land and half water. Now surf on this section of water and keep going up and down it. When you run into an enemy, it will be the Pokemon from the Safari Zone section that you just left. And uh, this time though, you'll be able to fight and catch the Pokemon uh, with, yes. with your other types of balls. So I'm very familiar with like the missing no trick, which is yeah. uh, yeah. going to the guy in Viridian City who wants his coffee, seeing him catch the Weedle, and then immediately going to Cinnabar and, and surfing on the edge of, of Cinnabar. Um, and this, I assume, works very similarly in the way the game's code works. But I guess I just didn't realize that that is a thing you could do with the Safari Zone Pokemon. Uh, it's something that I wanted to, to test out and just confirm. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I have a copy of Red or Blue uh, that has, one, a working battery, and two, is in a spot where I can perform this trick where I am able to go to Fuchsia and the Seafoam Islands. Um so that's that's kind of a bummer that I wasn't able to try that out. But I didn't I didn't know that one. I felt like I know everything about Pokemon Red and Blue. At I'm this surprised point, I've heard this crazy. one. You haven't heard yeah, this I, uh, trick. Yeah, yeah, I did this when I was a kid. Wow, that's man. I, I did not do this one. But I did I, miss and go and almost fucked yeah, up my save. Yes, <laughs> so did I. That's what you did back in the day. Oh man, I could have used uh, that for Kangaskhan and Chansey and Tauros. I just yeah. had a terrible get, fucking time get trying to get Master Balls. And now, Infinite Master Balls definitely had, but uh, but yeah, not not the Safari Zone Pokemon. Those were always uh, really no. difficult for me. Yeah, pretty cool. Jiggy, you are back up. What do you what do you got for us? Uh, let me get to one of the meat and potato ones I wanted to get to. Uh, since okay. we're already in the back of the issue, uh, page uh, one sixty two, the game of the month. Okay. Which it went to Chrono Cross on PlayStation 1. Oh, of fucking course. Uh, <laughs> I, just a few things I want to point out on this one. Uh, first notably, 1010 9.5. <laughs> yeah, just no, missing no, that platform. No game award. spot here. <laughs> Greg Greg Seward, messing it all up for all eternity. <laughs> I'm kidding, Greg. You're awesome. I like I like when I when I first opened up this issue, it's like, oh, what is Chrono Cross getting? Because GameStop GameStop gave it a like ten like early preview Japanese copy, and I it's like a been, really like, controversial GameSpot review, if I remember right. Yep. It's like that's like, oh, they gave it a ten. What? No, are you serious? And and I think it was like yep. a a freelancer who wrote it, so it wasn't even like one of the staff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh. But uh, yeah, like I open the page and I see like, oh man, it got a gold and it's off <laughs> just by a 0.5. People are going to be mad. Uh, but the one thing I didn't notice, of course, because I have not played the game uh, and I would avert your eyes from the page if you don't want to be spoiled. But there are spoilers <laughs> in the screenshots that, that oh, really? uh, kind of uh, kind of give a hint to a like very big like halfway not even act three plot twist but a like a second act plot twist uh, that very much heavily affects the game. Do you guys want me to spoil it for you? Are you ever going to play Chrono Cross? I was. I will eventually that, play uh, Chrono Cross Remaster. Okay, I, I then... will. I will. I will save the spoilers uh, and do not look at the page. Uh, any like look <laughs> okay. at it any further, even though All right. it is a nice it is a nice Flip one page. big page spread. Kind of they're like. 
a good example of like one of their big reviews where they'll have like a dedicated like couple of pages. This one has like one page with a couple of paragraphs outside of the personal reviews and scores that they would usually do. Uh, this one, like they give three scores. They used to give four like back in like, what was it? 90, like 99. They kind of changed it around in 99, I think. Uh, from four four scores into three, just because of the volume of games coming out and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just like this was like one of my big reviews that I was waiting to like read in this magazine, and it it influenced me getting the game because, like, even though like it is a lot of very much like very like generalization, like all oh, the music is great and the uh, the story is visceral and things like that. Uh, sure. the, the stuff that you would do just to do like a short paragraph and give a score. Uh, but I think Chrono Cross holds up today. It's, it gets uh, dragged a little bit because there's so many characters uh, in the game that can be too overwhelming. Yeah. But it's also an RPG that you play multiple times. There is a new game plus like the original Chrono Trigger. Uh, there's also aspects of the story that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But it's a story about multiverse kind of stuff, so it kind of doesn't really matter when you think about it. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, and, and, like, I played a lot of it. I watched a friend play through all of it in college uh, on my copy. I got it for Christmas, like, that same year. Uh, God bless my mom. And, uh, like, yeah, it's, like, again, the music is fantastic. It's It's almost, like, worth it just picking up for the music and just the absolute, like, tropical vibes. Uh, but I still love the game, and I think, like... I think the score is fair on this one. I, I think it gets dragged also for just not being Chrono Trigger. Like that's exactly yes, so that's too. Yeah, uh, which is which is probably a little unfair. I mean, it is a sequel to Chrono Trigger, so you're you're kind of putting that on yourself. But uh, in certain ways, yeah. yes, it's it's a it's a game I've always meant to play. Um, you know, it hasn't been too long since I actually finished Chrono Trigger for the very first time. I, I played through the DS version. Um, but yeah, I, this is, this is one. I think I own the, what is it? The, the radical dreamers. Radical dreamers. Yeah. 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 So, uh, that comes with radical dreamers. That was that, uh, what was it? The satellite, uh, yeah, game. The was it Satellaview? Yeah, or Satellaview. Was it? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. More of like a, like a visual novel-esque kind of thing, but that was also tangentially related to Chrono Trigger and also the inspiration for this game. So. I, I, I still think Chrono Cross, it's worth checking out if you like JRPGs. For sure. Johnny, hit us with your second topic of the, uh, yes. of the evening. Uh, I need you both to turn to page 101. 101. 101. And uh, I... <laughs> Dave Mira, Dave... Freestyle BMX. Yes, Ooh, okay. sir. Oh, you mean the proto BMX XXX game? Exactly. So you were more Dave Mira and not not Matt Hoffman. I uh, don't, was it Matt Hoffman? <laughs> I don't think I ever played Matt Hoffman. Uh, so Matt, Matt Hoffman, Hoffman was the was like the the Activision. This is yes, our, that was the Tony, Tony Hawk, Hawk version. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and Dave Mira so, played a little bit differently, if I remember right. Yes, they both played I, very much. Differently. I couldn't say yeah. because I never played Matt Hoffman. Um, but I will say. Uh, I loved this game. I played so much of it, and I never, I never had like a PC that was made for for playing games growing up. But I did have 
like a handful of games that I had on PC for some reason, and this was one of them. Uh, I I had this really crappy controller that had way too many buttons, like face buttons on it, uh, that I used uh, to play this on my PC, and I, also, I had a copy of this and Final Fantasy VIII on the PC for some <laughs> reason. Uh, I had Final Fantasy VII on the PC, so I understand. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was weird, and I had uh, a Need for Speed game on PC, too, for some reason. It's just, yeah. I don't remember where or how I collected these, because I definitely didn't have a computer that, like, it was the family computer. I wasn't, like, messing with, well, I guess, I don't know. I guess all computers were kind of the same back then. I know there were graphic <laughs> cards and stuff, but anyway... Um, Man, I, I just... Did either of you play this game? Or play, uh, I played, never played Dave Mira. I played a little bit of the Matt Hoffman like demo that came on some demo discs. Mm-hmm. And I should also point out, Matt Hoffman is on the opposite page of this. Yeah, uh, it is. I, no, this. I noticed there was uh, that in and they there put well. a they put a sort of uh, like versus thing at the bottom of like, how many levels does each game have? How many writers, courses, track editor, yes or no kind of thing. So it kind of... The magazine is really pitting these two games against each other, which is funny to me. My two-page spread has one of those ads that has the, uh, you know, buy buy, or get 12 CDs for the price of one. uh, I ripped that out of mine because I was... Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I... Those ads. You think that offer's still good? Mine is intact. Uh, I'm going to guess probably not, but, um, you know, if you guys want a a nice corn album uh, or an NSYNC... (laughs) Uh, is it honestly, follow the leader or issues? Uh, it is issues. It is issues. Uh, of course, yeah. That, that uh, yeah. for the time. Dave Mira has thirteen hundred plus tricks, and Matt, oh. Matt Hoffman oh. only has three hundred plus. Well, there you go. Oh. Uh, uh, Dave Mira has sus, twelve Matt. levels, ten writers. <laughs> uh, I uh, think over, overall, it's just a more quality product from what I'm seeing. Well, it, it uh, doesn't have a track editor, so you know that that mm, hurts it. That yeah, hurts it. but mm. you could play as the Slim Jim Man. <laughs> that's true right, you could one, snap into but a one is a successor to tony hawk and the other is not <laughs> uh i'm both didn't end up doing Jimmy. all that well uh i played no. i think i rented dave mira 2 uh at, like on a weekend and played a decent amount of dave mira and went oh god this doesn't play like tony hawk at all and had a bad time um okay guys here you know what uh impromptu i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little quiz for you uh, this is going to get progressively harder. So we've got Tony Hawk Pro Skater, uh, and then we obviously know Matt Hoffman Pro BMX. Uh, there are a number of other extreme sports uh, okay. games with with people attached to them. So starting yeah. with easy, this one should be easy. Surfing. Who's our Who's Kelly our boy Slater. for the surfing? Kelly Slater. That's correct. Kelly Slater's Pro Surfing. That's the only uh, one I'm going to know from this. <laughs> uh, snowboarding. Any any guesses? I played that game, but I can't remember the name. <laughs> Sean White. Johnny. Have a game. You no, know what? Sean you're White. you're half he right. Game, you're half it wasn't right. The, he wasn't the Activision one though. That's true. That's true. It is Sean Palmer's uh, mm, Pro it. Pro Snowboarding. Okay. Uh, and then here's the one I have to look up because I don't I don't even know it. <laughs> is there, it the skiing was, one? No, no, no. Uh, oh, wasn't there? Was there a skiing one? Yeah, I don't. I don't Activision think there was. There was. Skiing. I don't know if it was Activision, but there's definitely no. like a skiing. There was a role-relating game, but that was Konami. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, the, the, the one I'm the thinking of, one? wakeboarding. Who oh, is gosh, the wakeboarder? Shit. I forget. I forget. 
Th- this one I had but to I look remember up. seeing it's, previews for this. Yes, um, I believe uh, if I'm pulling this up correctly, uh, this is Wakeboarding Unleashed featuring Sean Murray. Never Sean heard of Sean Murray before. Oh um, my god! Yeah, that's that's the, some all of these in the Activision right was it O2 line. Like they're yeah, all their O2 yeah, sports like their, line. The, the oh, oxygen, god. yeah, whatever they were doing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. A fun, fun that, times. That one time they sure. they they put up a half pipe at uh, E3 and just had skaters on it for their booth. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, uh, yeah, big yeah, times then... for Activision. <laughs> but uh, but then uh, Dave Mira, as as we mentioned, uh, ended up becoming well. Uh, Dave Mira's pro BM or freestyle BMX games eventually ended up becoming the BMX Triple X. Uh, which yep. then Dave Mira said, I don't want to be attached to this shit anymore. What do you nope. doing? Yeah, that, that was a good call. Pictures of scores girls in here. Uh, and then Dave Mira, um, if if you don't know, uh, tragically died uh, uh, you know, not too long after uh, BMX Triple X came out. Not, not because of the game, obviously, but um, he had... I've got, I've got a new band on. name here, too. Skeletal Dynamics Crash System. Yes, that's a good band name. Is that like a you know? Are they like a an opener for the Crash Test Dummies? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Except they're <laughs> a uh, harsh noise uh, noise band. Sure, sure. Um, man, I'm I'm still looking at the the bands on this twelve CDs for the price of one. This is what this what some, else you got there? Uh, Harvey real, Danger. Real fucking garbage. Um, I mean, okay, that's that's not fair. Just nothing I would ever listen to. There's like Tori Amos on here. Um, yeah. the celebrity deathmatch soundtrack. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh hell yeah! Britney Spears, baby, one more time. Mm-hmm. Vitamin C. Um, here's Smash Mouth, Astro Lounge. Oh boy! Some DMX. Uh, I do not see them. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, just some Mandy Moore. <laughs> not not great not great bob um all right Ooh, i'm gonna go bring next. it back to trl uh, total request live <laughs> yeah and uh speaking of bringing it back i'm gonna bring it back to pokemon it's just what i do sorry guys um i need yep. you to turn to page 150 you know like the pokemon um, oh wow holy shit well, the mewtwo page well i'm talking about the mewtwo page um That'd be the mute oh. page. Uh, um, okay, so they the the main story here is is about Pokemon Gold and Silver and just Pokemon in general. There's a timeline of of how Pokemon went. Uh, but one of the things that I found interesting here on page 150 is there is an artist uh, rendition of this Lugia PT Cruiser that yeah. Um, yeah. that yep. that I guess was rumored to be made or was getting made at some point and they talk about and and I remember they're like hey remember the the Pikachu VW Beetles and like absolutely yeah for sure it red and blue came out and they did the campaign where they went across the states in the in the Pikachu VWs and uh, like had you play the game and and did promotion stuff and I'm like yeah sure um I did not remember that they did the same thing with gold and silver with Lugia PT cruisers. That's, um, <laughs> that's obscene. That, now, so this image, like I said, it's only an artist's interpretation, but I did go online, uh, Bulbapedia, the Pokemon gold and silver adventure tour, and there were a total of five Lugia PT cruisers, and they don't quite look like the ones shown uh, in the artist's <laughs> rendition, but they, I mean, 
They are just. Does it have a tail? Uh, it doesn't really. It has a huge fucking tail, uh, nice. and it's got the purple spines on the top, but it doesn't have like big fins in other in other parts. But uh, uh, no, yeah, no fins on the front. On the no, yeah, no fins on the front. <laughs> um, the rest of it's just like a body wrap to uh. it, but it's it's kind of just the the fins on the top, and then the uh, and then the big tail. Um, Talk about taking an absolute abomination of a car. <laughs> That's just <laughs> and yeah. trying to glow it up. Can't can't put lipstick on a pig, you know. <laughs> So unfortunately nah, right. for for us, uh, Johnny, the they they did go through Kansas City, a couple different places in Kansas City, <laughs> um, but nowhere in St. Louis. And Damn looking it. here at the Northeast, um, I mean, there was one at Fanui Hall at Boston, so that's that's but, probably I'm pretty sorry, close to. I'm sorry. I'm is sorry. it Fanui? Is that is no. that not a, is that not pronounced? Faneuil, Faneuil Hall. Faneuil, okay. Some I'm I'm a tourist. I've been there. It's the, it's the one with the gold. It's got the gold top on it, right? Okay, guys. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, you know I'm close enough. Faneuil, uh, forget about it. <laughs> that's how it is. How much would you be willing to pay to own this vehicle? Uh, I would pay I mean, up to nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety-eight dollars, Johnny. God damn it! Oh wow! God damn it! <laughs> that was my next point. Up. That was my next point. There is so of the five, uh, it's it's kind of hard to track down any of these, but I did find there is one on sale right now for nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety eight dollars. So we can go in. Uh, it's or three hundred dollars, three hundred six dollars per month. Um, there is there is one that is on sale. Uh, the problem with this one though is uh, they fucked it up. Uh, this a guy a guy who owned a used video game store. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna guess his name was Mo. Uh, bought this <laughs> car and then added a bunch of graphics that says Mo's classic video games oh. and added some other shit to it. Added a phone number and some dumb shit like that. You ruined um, it. You kind of ruined it, and I don't want it. But also. It's the fucking Lugia PT. I mean, honestly, there isn't anything super special with this. The the purple fins are literally just bolted on, yeah. and the big dumbass tail is plus, plus you'd be honestly a PT just cruiser. fucking stupid. And yes, plus you'd be owning a PT Cruiser. Uh, but there is part of me that's like, this would be pretty dumb and cool to own, right? <laughs> yeah, it would. Um, yeah, pretty pretty great. I just I had forgotten all about the Lugia PT Cruisers and going back through and, and looking it up was was quite a blast from the past for me. Uh, Jiggy, uh, why don't you take us home with your third uh, and, right. uh, and see what we got here? Um, I will uh, save just for something for the little end uh, what I was going to choose because I, I kind of just want to get it out of the way because it was kind of fun to look at it. Page 46, the top games of the month. Okay. According to the NPDs. Yeah. A couple of things. There's a lot of fucking Pokemon on this list. Yes, there is. Turns out people like Pokemon. Yep. I counted five Pokemon games, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And the breakdown is like nine Nintendo games across N64 and Game Boy, Game Boy Color. And the rest are all 11 PS1 games, uh, which is like dominating in its own right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anything uh, top- stick out to you guys? Like, uh, top one is uh, for the month of May 2000 is Pokemon Trading Card. Uh, I mean, goddamn, I love, I love that game so much. I, on on some days, I think I even like that game more than I like Pokemon Red and Blue. 
um it's don't it's don't so say things fun. you can't take back chase i know i know it's not many days but there are occasional days where i go man pokemon trading card game for for the game Boy color is so cool um that that's one i definitely want to play on my youtube channel at some point in the future nice um that that game's that game's great uh i like that tony ox pro skater is both the seventh and 11th best-selling game that month yeah, I mean, the, yeah, once uh, on PlayStation One and once on uh, the N sixty four one kind of fundamentally feels different than the PlayStation yeah. One in yeah. terms yeah. of all the stuff they ripped out, but still a a, a hot seller. There, Siphon another... Filter two and one both in the top sellers that month. As yeah. well. you know, back back to Tony Hawk real quick. Um, I I don't remember if it's under the pre. I guess it's under the preview probably. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for the Game Boy Color. Not the Game Boy Advance one, which is a fucking awesome game. Um, the Game Boy Color one, which is uh, not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not? <laughs> no. 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 Need, needed the, a couple extra dozen bits. It, it needed like another dimension to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Something about playing Tony Hawk in 2D. Not, not the best. I wouldn't I do that. I can't even comprehend that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's but yeah, it, it's amazing right. seeing like Pokemon Blue, Yellow still in the top like like twenty yeah. years after being like on the market. Uh, Vagrant Story makes its uh, debut on the at number fourteen in this list, sure, sure. Uh, which is uh, I think is really cool. Excite Bike sixty four. I wish that I had Vagrant Story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I play it. Uh, like still play it uh, currently on my t- uh, Twitch channel, but uh, I'll get through it soon, hopefully. Uh, but uh, another uh, kind of uh, interesting little tidbit is the top ten Japanese games uh, down below on yes. the same page. Yes, and don't bury uh, the lead. for you, Chase, for for you, Chase, Super Robot Wars Alpha at number four. I don't think that one's gotten translated yet. Um, I don't think I don't think it has. It's still, it's still gotta gotta wait for that one, the PlayStation One version. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up real quick while you talk about it. Yeah. Uh, also, right uh, above that is uh, my yes, summer vacation. Yes, I was vacation. gonna bring it up. Is, oh yeah. Uh, Go for it. Go for it. Uh, my summer vacation, aka Boko no uh, Natsumi. Uh, I I totally fumbled that up because I, I Boko no Natsuyasumi. Yes. Uh-huh. No Natsuyasumi. Oh yeah, here I wrote it down so I wouldn't fuck it up, but I did anyway. But yeah, number fr- uh, <laughs> number three. That uh, as we mentioned before, we were uh, watched the or are watching the action button review of that said game. And yeah, I, I just found that funny. Like after watching the review or while well, currently watching it, I saw this in the top 10 Japanese games. I'm like, oh yeah, that would coincide with the release of PlayStation two, even though it was a PlayStation one game and like mm-hmm. that time frame for the game coming out. Uh, Chase, you and I played attack of the Friday monster. The it's true. The Millennium kitchen. Yeah. Boko no, not Natsumi yummy. I'm, I'm getting tongue tied. <laughs> Uh, Fanui Hall, very, I think that's what you meant. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yes, Fanui Hall. Uh, they're very like like interesting sort of adventure games, like kind of mm-hmm. almost like a like Resident Evil style uh, without any sort of action sort of adventure games with a lot yeah, of yeah. It's like an adventure so much, game meets Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah kind of more of like you are living living out a month in an uh. area. 
and it's for yeah. you to explore. You know, maybe Jiggy. maybe Persona is a little closer because like Persona is, hey, you can only do these things sure, during these different times. But there's time no, periods. there's no, no battles or anything like that. Well, right, sometimes. and and you're also not, you're not Catch like get grinding S links or anything like that. You're just. Yeah. Yeah. There are certain events that only happen at certain times and certain days, and you have to do it at those times. Uh, you know, what are you saying, Johnny? I was, was going to say, uh, you watching the review and then seeing this in EGM would be an example of the Beta <laughs> Meinhof phenomenon. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Johnny. I struggled to remember the name of last night uh, when Chase and I were hanging out because I, I heard... I saw something, a, a sticker on someone's car, and then the podcast I was listening to from five and a half years ago asked, has anyone done this yet? And it was the first time I'd <laughs> ever seen, it was it was a picture of yeah. Trump as Calvin, the comic character, comic yeah. character, peeing on Biden's name. Mm-hmm. And then, and this podcast, Knowledge Fight, I was listening to, which is all about InfoWars and uh, Alex Jones. Uh, the co-host asked, like, has anyone made a Calvin-type sticker of Trump? And it was the weirdest thing. And Chase and I spent, like, five minutes trying to figure out <laughs> what that... Trying, that, trying to remember uh, that term. Sort yeah. of uh-huh. coincidence yeah, kind yeah. of yes. condition is. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that, too. I just cannot, like, you've said it, like, two seconds ago, and I cannot. <laughs> Bader the, the, Meinhof. The, the Bernie Bader Meinhof. Meinhof. The Bernie the Madoff, Bernie Madoff, yes. the Bernie Madoff uh, phenomenon. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, at Fuel, uh, Fuel Hall. That's when you lose all your money in yes. a pyramid scheme. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, also, guys, I want to I want to tell you because I know you're you're itching to know. Uh, Super Robot Tyson Alpha Gaiden uh, did get an English translation, or at least well, a partial English translation. There we so go. You, you can you can play that one. So um, good news there. Man, my my last one here was an ad. But I don't remember what page it was on. Oh, okay. what was the ad? It was, do you have the grapefruits? Yes. Did... I remember this one. This was a... Uh, Ads don't this... really have numbers on them, so you have Wasn't this a Nintendo page. one? No, it was a wrestling one. It was a wrestling one. It was like a, a WWF wrestling Yes, one. okay. Do you have the grapefruits to get in the ring with these guys? Yeah. WWF and Sega Dreamcast team up to take on the world. Oh, wow. Which uh, one was... Which page was that? That is, is that early? Uh, I'm, uh, looking, I'm looking. 71. 71. 71. Okay. It's taking me a long time to get to... I know. Yeah, here it is. It's uh, for the WWF Royal Rumble game. Uh... Made for the Dreamcast. The, there's just, also an. Uh, go ahead. I was just there. Like this there was a this was a time for advertising. It feels like this is maybe not the gasping breath, but like getting close to the time when like edgy, like video game advertising mm-hmm. was maybe on its way. Oh, out. I mean, it's definitely well, edgy. Well, well, oh, when it was on its way page. out, sure, sure. 134, 135 for a quick sec. I can show you an ad that oh, is God. notorious. Uh, how this got away as an ad, I don't know, but it's the Virtua Tennis for Sega Dreamcast that is in a men's locker room with a lot of yeah. like, old uh-huh. guys with like bare man ass right in front of you uh, on the left side. It, it's hilarious oh, how like they, they bring, like people bring this ad up in like Man, this was a terrible idea, and they have to blur it out in context. It's amazing. 
the the interesting thing to me and and my last one was also going to be about ads so we can just kind of transition right into that my my last one was like the very first three pages um mm, yeah where well i guess not the middle one because that's a jansport one so whatever that that makes some kind of sense but um <laughs> i think video game advertising these days i don't recall seeing as many stage shots like video game mm-hmm. companies are not paying money for for photographs anymore you'll you'll see you know here's screenshots of the game here's uh cg artwork of the of the main characters or whatever um similar to some and some of these do like the the two-page spread that that uh that jiggy was talking about with the half-life oh yeah uh, there's a lot that, of staged actors in that one like <laughs> like that one's using character art and whatever but um this this was also the era where people were paying for photos and and there was like i don't i don't think these ads are particularly great uh, a lot yeah, of them the are going for that good. edgy shit one yeah yeah like the the mario tennis one i think is pretty good when plumbers lose and it's got a, a big plunger on the uh, the line coach or the line yeah. um referee official um yeah. uh but i just don't i don't remember seeing these kinds of ads these days where where you're actually staging shots and and doing things like that it's a lot of stock imagery it's a lot of those things of of trying to get cheaper stuff and also show you more of the game because it's it's easier to sell the game when you show the game these days i think is what is what uh advertisers have learned and found out but there is definitely this era of we're actually going to pay for fucking advertising and while i don't love most of the ads themselves because a lot of them are crass uh, the Virtua Tennis one, uh, a prime example of. Uh, there's another one where there's like a woman with bare midriff class. who's got uh, who's got like a logo tattooed like around her belly button. Um, oh yeah, that's like, a bad one. Yeah, like what are we fucking one. what are we fucking doing here? Um, but still, it's interesting to me as somebody who uh, you know my day job is in advertising uh, to to actually see people ponying up the money to to make shots like this. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think that's really cool, and I, 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 I wish we could kind of get back to that. I think one of the, the key points to understand, though, is also, like, video games at this time and before. Like, a screenshot blown up to a full-paged ad does not look really good. You'll notice, You're like, right. Tenchu 2, Half-Life, Mario Tennis, they're all very, like, small, small screenshots on the, either the margins or, or below the line and everything. And the yeah. rest of the ad is something clever, like, or or just art of, like, Gordon Freeman's face and right. the ninjas from Tenchu 2. And, like, and honestly, these to... days, you're, you're just not yeah. seeing many print ads for video games at all. Like, there's yeah. YouTube no. exists. No. You can just throw the trailer up on YouTube, and that is probably going to get more, uh, it's certainly going to get more excitement, more views, more... Uh, engagement. Ooh, if you want to be real advertising about Ooh. it, um, you'd probably get more engagement from from getting uh, things like that. Uh, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. Any anything else we want to uh, we want to quickly talk about? Uh, uh, so, for being a subscriber, I just want to quickly say the bonus that you would get at this time in EGM was a black and white cardboard insert that kind of like meander somewhere in the issue and it was just like kind of like just extra little articles and stuff like that for example like this one it's like 
learn about Crispin Boyer jumping from an airplane, uh, like skydiving. So like one of the editors of the magazine, which which is cute and everything. As far as far as going like extra stuff you give to your, your subscribers, it's kind of kind of weak sauce. Yeah, to be honest, a little bit. Uh, especially when you do it in just like black and white, and it's just like a insert that is like to differentiate from the uh, the newsstand versions and everything like that. So, like, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, other things like uh, Chase, Mega Man Extreme on Game Boy Color. Not a great game. Uh, is in the pre... Not a great game? <laughs> not a great game. I can say that uh, with, very, I, with some first-hand experience. Not a great game. <laughs> I also am always impressed that EGM did a lot of, like, Japanese uh, previews yeah. in a lot of their coverage, especially the uh, PlayStation 1 games. Like, uh, what was it? They had... Uh, was it Incredible Crisis or something? Uh, was one of their previews uh, in this month, I might be uh, yeah. or something like that? Uh, which is just like I found like cool to me. Uh, in the like between like all the things like Spider Man, Destruction Derby, Raw, Der- uh, Destruction Derby Raw, or here's a good one: uh, a game based off of the 2000 movie The Grinch, <laughs> right. starring Jim Carrey as oh, a PlayStation man. One game. Uh, but yeah, like this was a really good issue. Not gonna lie, the cover story is actually pretty good too. Uh, mm-hmm. I love also in the cover letters, the letters to the editor kind of section. One guy is complaining about too much Pokemon stuff, and so like of course the the responses of like here's a whole issue of Pokemon for you because yeah. well Pokemon sells. But also obviously. also the 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 just the the whole magazine has the the editors there's a tone to this that is absolutely mm-hmm. definitely 90s early 2000s of yeah ed, edgy we're cooler than whatever not always not always the best even like, when they're defending pokemon they're still like yeah you know whether you want to love pikachu or dropkick him and it's like okay fine come on guys what are you yeah doing i here? know it's like kind, kind of get <laughs> over it i i also want to say like the the letter of the month uh kind of got me thinking for a little bit because it was uh, I won't read the whole thing, but it was paraphrasing. Someone brought up about Strider uh, 2 coming out and right. them giving a low score because it had unlimited continues. And the reader and the writer was uh, writing and was like, well, why don't you just set a limit for yourself? Like how many continues you did instead of like, like just playing through the game with unlimited continues. And Mark McDonald responds like, we don't review the games that way. We review as is and not put our own like modifiers on that. Which I find fu- kind of funny, like nowadays, like would we be saying the same thing? Like, uh, like a game, a classic game like that today would have rewind functions and save states. Yeah, you but I ignore I could those also... if you want to make the game harder, like it used to be. You're right, but I, so I mean, what also, are you reviewing? Like, nobody's reviewing point? Pokemon games based on well, nobody's re- nobody in mainstream culture is reviewing Pokemon games based on how Nuzlocks work. Like no, that is a, and that is a different yeah. way to play a Pokemon game that has your own limits that you put on it. Um, but yeah, like you're not going to review a Pokemon game like that. Yes, they're mm. still kitty games. It's, they're built to be kid friendly. Uh, and then the Nuzlocke rules come on top of that after yeah. after that. So I can, yeah. I can and I, I agree with Mark's from. point. You don't review like what you put into the game. You're reviewing the game as is. Yeah, as it's presented. But to I you. also get the idea of what the writer was uh, the reader was uh, writing in about was saying like, but I mean, you could do that and you would still have a fun time, though. Right. If you were looking for a challenge. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, one one quick thing before we wrap up, because we kind of missed it uh, uh, before we leave this issue. Uh, this also uh, shows in the news and uh, kind of the commentary. Uh, SNK closing it down in the USA this month, uh, which was kind of sudden and quick after they tried releasing the Neo Geo Pocket Color and it kind of floundering. Uh, yeah, floundering not, in the States. Yes, in the States. And yeah. and this is, again, closing down their offices in the United States. SNK would go on to stay around in J Japan. But this, like, a lot of the editors in the magazine felt like this was the end of an era. Right. Like, SNK was never going to come back, uh, which, thankfully, they're, they're still around in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still. I mean, uh, they're still releasing King of Fighters games, <laughs> and, yep. and plenty, <laughs> plenty of other stuff is coming out, and and old stuff like uh, yeah, their uh, their Pokemon trading card game style thing that's even referenced here. The uh, pocket what, what's what's it called like Pocket Card Fighter, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like uh, like one like a puzzle fighter kind of thing, but with no, 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 no. This instead. no, this is oh, like no? a. It, it's very it looks a lot like the pokemon trading card game it's it's definitely got oh, that oh. that art style to it like a full uh, card fighter clash yes card fighter clash Capcom. thank you yeah yeah and that that actually they did two versions they did a capcom version and an snk version um all oh, right to get and they pokemon yeah kind of because you buy. could you could get exclusive cards on either one um but like those games recently got ported to switch not recently like last sometime last year um so there there's lots of i mean and there's also lots of neo geo pocket and pocket color games that are that are have been ported to switch and ported to plenty of other places as well yeah pour one out for snk yeah uh, yeah at least at the time snk usa but yeah i mean like for me snk was always like going to the arcade and seeing a neo geo cabinet with like five games you could switch between uh yeah that I, was always that was always them to me SNK, I, I think I respect them more than I liked them. Uh, liked their games. I, I had Metal Slug Advance, and I thought that was pretty cool, uh, even though it didn't feature the the Metal Slug people. Um, so it always felt a little weird that it had different characters, but that was the only one I knew. And then um, Capcom versus SNK two EO, uh, easy operation for the GameCube, I, I also really liked because one, it had a bunch of different control styles to it. Part of the easy operation part was that you could uh, make it really easy to do special attacks. And I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. And then also it had like a really, uh, I wouldn't call it advanced, but at least for the time, it had a, a pretty advanced character customization thing where you would go in and you could change the color schemes on any of the fighters. And uh, like you could just change... It wouldn't just be changing color schemes. You could go in and you could change every specific color on a character on the character's palette, and you could change to whatever color you wanted. So uh, I would often—I don't know why I did this—I would just often turn them all to black, and then you just have like this silhouette character. So mm. you had two silhouette characters fighting each other, and I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all I really know about SNK. <laughs> I really yeah. don't know much. <laughs> Um, me, it's just Metal Slug and maybe some Sam Show, and that's about it. Yeah, I remember playing Samurai Showdown uh, at a restaurant that we would go, that my parents would go to a lot, and I did not know what I was doing whatsoever. But I do remember, um, oh, what's her name? The the one with the Falcon. That, that was always my girl. Uh, 
it's like it's not like NaNoWriMo that's the national novel writing month <laughs> um but it was something like that wasn't it uh something oh, like that yeah what's her name i need to know i need to know <laughs> i mean looking at looking back because they, they also put in a little feel like a sidebar of like some of the top games for the the neo geo pocket color and yeah uh, I forgot, like, there was a Sonic game. Like, it was kind of one of the first, yeah, like, forgotten that third-party Sega games done on a different console altogether before, like, truly going third-party. It was kind of, like, the sign of things to come. Yeah. Uh, Nakaruru is the character's name. There you go. Um, there was another... Uh, it's at the top of one of these pages. Uh, I think I've got it written down here. Um, sorry, we're going long. At page 38. Um, at page 38, it's this, the tiniest little thing, but it's at the top of the page. They, they do this a couple times in the magazine. I just think it's very weird that it's, yeah. Hey, here's the, you know, a ra- magazine, but here's like a tiny little bug at the top. If you want to read Fill, this filling in the blank space thing. that you sometimes yeah, got to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, blurbs. yeah. So, uh, it's this game. Um, you know, I, I should just let Jiggy do it because it's a name that starts with F and I don't know how to pronounce it. So, you know, we'll just call Finding, it Fanui. Fasele? Fasele, yeah. I think it's Fasele. Um, so it's a strategy RPG with mechs. And you're like, oh, wait, okay, yes. I, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, but SNK never brought it out here. It came out in Japan and it also came out in Europe. So there is an English version but it just never showed up here. It's for the, the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Um, I actually looked up a review of this game uh, and then also downloaded the ROM. Um, and, and it seems really cool in that it's, it is technically, it's like a, it's like a turn-based, it's a turn-based RPG, but it's also kind of in real time because you have like Ooh. five or six actions you can pick at any one time. Uh, or like uh, you have like a, it's kind of like action points. So you can spend your action points on like these six actions that go in order, but you have to pick your actions based on what you think is going to happen because the, the opponents are also picking their actions and they all play out like six actions at a time. So I can do my actions, move forward, move forward, move forward, turn right, shoot weapon one, shoot weapon one, shoot weapon one, or whatever like that. And the opponents are also moving and shooting and turning in their turn order. Uh, it's actually a lot like, um, oh, what is it called? Um, there's, a, there's another, there's a game that came out somewhat recently that is kind of like this, where you, you pick your... Grenade. No, 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 no. Um, okay. I can't remember what it was. That's that's more that's more real real time. Yeah, but like you're picking your actions, and then they're happening in like they play out in a real time thing that you can't change because you've already picked what you want your actions to be at that point. Um, there's a different there's a different mech game that Bobby was playing that is like this too. Um, that wasn't the one I was thinking of, but it's a different one. Um, and I just think that's really cool that that style of game, which feels more modern these days of a way to combine, uh, a, a tactical turn-based RPG with real time mechanics. Uh, I think that's really cool that they found ways of doing that even on the fucking Neo Geo pocket color. And for all intents and purposes, it sounds like it's a pretty cool game. Uh, one yeah. that I might have to play at some point. I, I need to check this out. 
Yeah, especially when uh, they make a Neo Geo Pocket Core for the analog pocket, which uh, (laughs) should be any day now, I would imagine. (laughs) I just need to head to uh, to reserve the game reserve.co.uk. Yeah, absolutely. My copy today. I'm, I'm sure you'll get it. Uh, all right. If only I done that. If only I done that back in the year 2000 when I got this issue. Uh, actually, one of the really cool things uh, that I remember from that review is that uh, the game, because it never came out in America, they had already made the cartridges. But uh, because it got pulled, they they never sold them here. And in fact, what they did was they uh, re they they uh, put the Japanese version on those cartridges and then sold them in, back in Japan. So there are cartridges that are uh that Faselli game in japanese but the cartridge has the esrb uh like rating on uh, it because they're they are english american cartridges uh but they just they just never got to come out here it's weird. it's it's really neat and really interesting uh all right we really got to stop we're really gonna end this podcast yeah, uh, enough of this nostalgia trip <laughs> yes uh i want to thank everybody out there for listening uh jiggy where can the internet find you? I know you said you've been playing some some video games online. Where can yeah. they uh, where can they watch you play those games? Uh, Twitch and Twitter. It's uh, Jiggy San, G I G G Y S A N. And of course, I always got to plug my friend Tyler. His uh, they do a podcast about Japanese music called Abstract Japan, and uh, they just came back from Japan, and we did an episode together face to face finally after a while, and it's great to like finally like chill, listen to music with them, and. Yeah, abstractjapan.com. Go check it out. Nice. I, You know, I look so, forward to someday getting to do a face-to-face podcast with you, Jimmy. It's been it's been uh, way too long. It's been too long. Seeing each other's faces, not through a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny, you got anything else going on? Anything you're playing with your son, Jude? Played some Fortnite duos tonight. Oh, yeah. Did, didn't Johnny, didn't did, get did any, you... any dubs, though. So Johnny, did you did you break down and let him buy that Xenomorph skin? No. Good. <laughs> Even Good though I, I kind of wanted it for myself. <laughs> uh, that's willpower right there, baby. That's why you're the adult. Exactly. <laughs> uh, as for me, I've got a couple other things going on. Um, you know, I've I've been moving. We've talked about that. Um, I'm I'm in my house. I'm pretty much more or less settled. There's still plenty to do, but I'm I'm getting settled here. Uh, which means I had time to start back up Chase K Plays, and I got back into the swing of things with SteamWorld Heist, uh, my my uh, my let's play of that. Uh, I made an episode that turned out real bad because my my setup here uh, just did not go very well at all. It's extremely choppy. It sounds fine, uh, but it, the video is just so bad. And unfortunately, that game auto saves all the fucking time. So. Um, kind of nothing I can do about that. Uh, so that, that episode's out there, but it's choppy. Uh, I fixed it afterward once I realized what was happening. So the episode after that, uh, looks, I'm not going to say smooth as silk, but it's as smooth as it's ever been. Um, and I think I've got the settings kind of figured out. So I'm still waiting to get that proper PC from Johnny and Bobby. I'm sure, I'm sure that's going to happen soon. Any day Um, now. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I think I need to like take a couple months off of spending money that I've spent so much goddamn money. Uh, but when I, when I am more, uh, financially ready, uh, we're going to get that PC and then I think everything's going to turn out uh, a lot better than what it's been looking like. Um, anyway, fun to, fun to get back to SteamWorld Heist and looking forward to playing more of that game. 
Um, also, I would, uh, I'm not going to say when, but hopefully there will be a new Gamers on the Go episode here uh, relatively soon. It'd be nice. Um, it's been a while since I've done Gamers on the Go. Johnny and, and Jiggy have both uh, graciously been on episodes before, and maybe I can get them both on again sometime. And, uh, and we can get that going as well. So, uh, if you want to check me out on YouTube, that's at Chasey K Plays uh, on, on Twitter. And uh, you can search Chasey K Plays on, on YouTube and, and probably find me that way. Uh, and I think that's about it. Uh, Jiggy, once again, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for filling in. Always, um, we, I, you know, I'm, we, we wish Bobby the best. Uh, he is doing okay. Uh, he just sounds like shit, and I think also kind of feels like shit. So, mm. uh, you know, hopefully that that COVID gets out of his body, and he'll be back yes. uh, next week. Uh, we we didn't do a stream on Monday because again, Bobby was uh, afflicted. And uh, Johnny, you are not doing a stream with him on Friday either, right? You guys have bumped that no, as well. All right, we're not. So hopefully we'll be back next Monday, um, and and have a casual Monday stream with me and Bobby. We will see. Um, anyway, uh, other than that, thanks for thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next week. See you. Bye.